While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at Movies Rock Podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. Episode of Movies on the Rocks. It is us, your thrilling threesome. That's the best way I could have it. Um, I wanted to just kind of ask you guys a quick question. If you were, say, some 1920s gangster, would you appreciate getting either shot in the hand or shot in the balls? Um, I think this is a very easy answer. <laughs> Why are you thinking about it, Derek? Derek's actually sitting there <laughs> thinking about it. I'm not. Look. He's like, look, if, I, if I get shot in the balls, though, I can't. If I, get, if I get shot right. in the hand, I can't pick up a bag of money. If I get shot in the balls. But you then, have you know. another hand. You only have one <laughs> yeah, set of balls. Yeah, but you can grab another bag. Yeah, it's only you know one saying? bullet, dude. It's not going through both of them. You never know. It could go through both balls. It could. I suppose you're right. <sighs> it could split yeah, your scrotum mean, in half. Guys, and they could fall out. <laughs> okay, and then you'd have zero balls. Very Bro, true. Very true. This is very not true. a hard. This is not. A, I'll take the hand all day, every day, over and over again. You know, I legit have an uncle that accidentally fired a gun right through his hand, and <laughs> he's he's sitting in my Should grandparents' house cleaning his gun, and it, it fires off. And my grandfather said, "Damn it! What the hell, you dumbass!" <laughs> like while he's dialing nine one one. And this is and this, your family's originally from where again? Is it Louisiana? Is that what you said? This side of the family is from Louisiana. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I could see that. Like just chilling, yeah, like by the bayou it. or something, cleaning your gun. So <laughs> much yourself in the hand. <laughs> just a bunch of coon asses just cleaning yep, the gun, bro. Chilling, cleaning the gun. You know, there's there's just simple steps. Anybody who owns a firearm, simple steps you're supposed to take, and he clearly missed one. Yes. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Oh, Still plays the guitar. Don't worry. What's he's, his name? Boudreaux? Up. No. I'm not going to tell you Is his name. name I, just said, I just said Boudreaux? Uncle. No. He has a normal Boudreaux name. Like, like, think of like names like Ryan or Jeff. He has a normal name. I don't believe it. <laughs> oh, whatever. Shout out to you, his Uncle Jacques, uh, Uncle. Jacques Bedez. Jacques Bedez. Yep. Jesus. Anyways. He, all right, he's well, like. Go Tigers, G E A U X. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah. Les les bottom roulet. Oh yeah. God, I'm not going to dignify yeah, this baby. conversation right now. Yeah, baby. Look, I have family in Louisiana. I can do it. It's all good, bro. All right. Okay. So I don't. I don't care. Because <laughs> I don't care. Anyways, all right. So, like I said, this is movies on the rocks. Um, it is us, um, the motor boys, motor, 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 motor. And um, for me, it's me, Tomas. Of course, we have Eric. 
Hello. <laughs> and we have Derek. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't seem happy to be here today. Anyways, so today on the, the episode of the Motor Boys um, Moves on the Rocks, we will be discussing the 1999 motion picture directed by the great Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, the motion picture. Whoa! Oh, shit. Maybe I watched the move, what? wrong movie. You sure it's not Steel Magnolias? Steel Magnolias. That's what he did. Yeah, he watched Steel Magnolias. He watched Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. That's what he was watching. (laughs) Oh, gosh. No. No, so it's a movie called Magnolia. All right, so, but before we get into that, we need to go through uh, a little bit of a thing here. Let's talk about what we are drinking tonight, gentlemen. What we are drinking tonight. All right, so... um, I'll go first because I got a little bit of a difference. I mean, same mixer as always, but I decided to go a little different today. The other day, I bought a bottle of the new 10-year-old Bacardi rum, the Grand Reserva. Mm. And Does it get good? I love it, actually. It's a great oh. It's great on the rocks for me. I like it. And not many 10 years are, are, are that smooth, and it was pretty smooth for a 10-year. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't like... I didn't like gag it, you know, for a second to try and, you know, get it down first. It was actually pretty damn good. I was very, very happy with it. I mean, because we're on the show, I don't want to be drinking hard liquor straight because I've seen what happens to Eric when it happens. So yeah, it was I'm mixing rough. it today with some Coke Zero. <laughs> I'm mixing it with today with some Coke Zero. Yeah, it was a good see. time. It, it was a great time. And yeah, for you not, guys. Not for him the next morning, but it was a great time. Let me see. Let I'm me see. I'm send how you this a is. bottle of that. Uh... What was it, Screwball? Oh, please don't. Please <laughs> oh, don't. This is re- oh, this is so good. So good. So good with some Coke Zeta. All right. So, um, but that's it for me. What are you drinking, Eric? I don't really want to talk about it. Tell me. I don't want Zima. To. He's Say drinking it. Zima. Say it. I don't want to talk we about it. We rag on Zima so much. Somebody's gonna do it at some point. No, I would be more I'd be I'd be less embarrassed to say I was drinking Zima right now than what I'm drinking. I so I I'm still on the old keto, and because of it, I have to drink basic bitch drinks, and I am drinking the most basic of the basic bitch drinks, which is White Claw. (laughs) I think you're better off with White Claw than you are with Zima, dude. No, bro. I'll take Zima Zima over White Claw all day, every day. I have oh absolutely had White Claw and Zima, and I totally vote White Claw over Zima. No, bro, Zima. There's like, there's like something. Um, what's the word I'm looking at? There's something uh, endearing about Zima because it's like so trying so hard. Yeah, and it's elusive. You don't get it all the time. Where White Claw, you could just get at any, you know, grocery more, store with middle-aged white women. It's shop. more available <laughs> because it's a better drink. It's it's still nothing, right? It still just tastes like seltzer water, yeah. basically. Who's ready but, to get? Who's ready to get? white girl wasted eric <laughs> me hey i ready clown, bitches mm-hmm. oh god so it's a little embarrassing yeah you know what it's you, all wear we had your, in the- you wear your shame with pride i will it's all we had that was low carb in the in our liquor area drink our liquor and alcohol oh. fridge you just wait the second they put out like screwball zero i'm shipping you a oh, crate dude, right? i'll drink that every time if there's a screwball zero oh, i'll drink that every Coca-Cola, time get on it okay yeah, <laughs> what do you what do you got what do you got in your cornucopia of drinks today all right so i ventured out i found a local beer that i'd never heard of before and it was one of those like import 
Asian grocery stores that, you know, they sell them individually because you can't get it anywhere. Jing Tao. I'm going to try and pronounce this. This is called uh, Koshi Hikari. Oh, shit. I got it right the first time. Koshi Hikari. <laughs> Koshi Hikari. Yeah, shit. I got it right. Koshi Hikari um, Ichigo Beer. It is a Japanese premium import. Well, let's see how it, it says goes. It's a rice lager. Rice lager, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we'll see. Derek's like, oh, it's Japanese, so it's just automatically amazing. It tastes like definitely not that amazing. It tastes like he's like, this tastes just like Anuhana. Oh god. <laughs> oh, um, it tastes just like Flight of the Fireflies no. or whatever it is. Fireflies. The fireflies, yeah. I, can, I can taste just absolute death of children yeah. with this beer. It's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> she it's so much like up. Dragon Slayer or whatever that. <laughs> Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z? Whatever. <laughs> no, Dragon Slayer <laughs> is a new anime. anime. It's super yeah, yeah. popular. Yeah. So? This tastes uh, like Pokemon. This tastes like Pikachu. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Um, like if I, if this is probably, okay, I normally don't like loggers. And this is probably the better of the lagers I've ever had. I suppose. I mean, mm. it tastes like char- it, it. It tastes like Charmander's ass, and I like it. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> tastes a little bit like Kieran anybody, Ultra. If anybody here, if anybody here likes to eat Charmander's ass, it's Derek. <laughs> he does. Oh, you guys are ridiculous. It's, he has he has all the cards, bro. It's spicy. He's got yeah. He's got all the cards. He's got all the cards. He's got like Pokemon Yellow, Emerald, I think he, Ruby. Okay, here's he's a real got it all baby. Dude, important question. Important you think question. you're speaking out of your ass? I know. I know. I'm correct. <laughs> okay. Important question. Important question. Did you jerk off to Jigglypuff? You know you did. No. no. You well, know ew. you did. <laughs> Dude, it looks like fucking cotton candy. What's attractive uh, about that? I don't know, dude. There's there's worse freaks out there, bro. Hey, <laughs> look, I'm not gonna kink shame. Are you a Furby? Okay. Are you a Furby? I'm, no, I'm definitely not. But he, I'm not gonna kink have, shame. But you do have a huge hentai collection. That's what I did here. So, what? <laughs> dude, I don't. Can you buy? I guess you could buy hand. I've never tried to buy hentai. Is that thing? <laughs> oh, don't, don't be coy. We know. Dude, we have we the know. internet. If I we wanted know. to watch that, <laughs> yeah, it's you on download, the internet. You download a, it and put it in your library. Yeah, he's all he 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 watches uh, one of those um, porn parodies of Pokemon. Instead of it being called Team Rocket, it's Team Cocket. Pikachu's so. stuck in the dryer or something. <laughs> Ash comes in. and He's like, oh, you're oh. stuck, huh? Let me just this, this my podcast just got rated X. Okay, we just surpassed rated R. We're unleash, way past it. I'm gonna unleash my pokeballs all over you. <laughs> oh God, Pokemon! I need you to enter this tube, which goes right to my asshole. Oh God, <laughs> Derek, just this, call is, me, this is literally call me Richard Gear. Call me Richard Gear. Yeah, I, I didn't even bring this shit up. I just brought a beer. Okay, I just brought a beer, and this is, it's actually a really beer. It's actually a beer, okay? Yeah, yeah right. Oh, right, Derek, right, bro. These are yeah. all the things that you've wanted to talk about for the last look, look, year just that better we've been hope, doing this. You better hope that I finish this beer off so that I can get to my basic oh, Mike's Hard Lemonade and, oh, and white girl dude, out with you. let me okay? tell you, man. <laughs> let me be real with you. Dude, I mean, it is basic, but Mike's Lemonade is some good shit. I'm, I, no, See, yeah, I agree. This is the bullshit arguments that you have. <laughs> Okay, I got a bone to pick with you. Okay, okay. do look, it. Now's look. the time. Bring it up. <laughs> Here's the deal. You say Mike's Hard Lemonade is not uh-huh. all that bad. 
It's not. It's actually kind of tasty. Yeah. Total, um, what, what are we going to call it? A wimpy drink? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, like, yeah it, it is. Could be like basic. It is. Okay, okay. Um, that's okay. But if I fucking drink a cider, you like, little child, fuck this guy. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's apple juice. The difference is, Derek. <laughs> and is, it tastes good. Is, this is fucking lemonade. What are you a talking about? Derek, there's a difference, Derek. All you drink is ciders. Yeah, bro. I drink Mike's Look once every four years. A lager, <laughs> and motherfucker. You're, and you're ha- the only reason why you bought it is because it reminded you of ev- your whole entire hentai collection. <laughs> That's the only reason why you got it. <laughs> Oh, you remember that hentai collection that I don't have? This reminds me of that. <laughs> yeah, that you quote unquote don't the have. The internet had. Dude, okay, look, this is the reason that your homeboys at Blockbuster don't have a job anymore. We have the internet, dude. You, There's no reason you, to own shit like that this anymore. Because are, you, of you, bro? are you afraid to admit this because Betsy listens to this? Is that what it is? Okay. Is that what it is? That's a huge leap. She definitely doesn't listen to our show, Okay. She definitely doesn't have time. It's so funny. My wife doesn't either. It's, she, you're not alone. Look, look you're she not doesn't alone. listen to me when I'm sitting talking to her right next to me, let alone the bullshit that you three of us talk about. It's so funny. My wife asked me the other day, she goes, are you, she goes, are you upset that I haven't listened to an episode yet? I'm like, no, it's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude, oh, she listened to this shit. Dude, you'd be sleeping on the couch at least for one night. Uh, uh, well, maybe. We'll see. Well, all but those honestly, times that I got you shit faced on screwball, I know. Buddy. I know. <laughs> bro, bro, okay, just just to give an idea, bro. Like we we have gotten some mad listeners in the last, like honestly, like last couple weeks, bro. Last few episodes, like oh, well. shout it out. Been, what countries we it's talking? It's been about? legit. All right, so let's talk about this. So, like, yeah, let's start, talk about it. Let's start starting with the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. We we've had ten. We've had ten downloads in Bra- in Germany. Nine in Brazil. Hey, Germany, Brazil. What's up, folks? Word. Russian Welcome. Federation, Canada, Canada <laughs> Singapore, and Spain each have one. Okay. Each have we're, one. We're worldwide, guys. We are one guy or gal out in Singapore, yeah. Singapore. Oh, no, no. Shout no, out to you, bud. It's, it's better. It's better. It gets better. So for, so for, uh, for, for Fat Man, uh-huh. right? For Fat Man, once again, want to give a shout out to our listeners in... 15 like one guy in Italy. In Germany. It went up from 10 15 to 15. in Germany. That's a yeah. 50% increase. You, yeah. you guys are doing the heavy lifting. Thank For you. For real. Germany. Yeah, we, got two, we got two new ones, new ones in the UK. Shout out. UK and Germany, man. Dude, Europe. What, uh, you guys got good. such better podcasts to listen to. Why are you listening to us? <laughs> one in Nigeria. One what? in Canada. Oh, yeah, that's my home. T- that's my home. Nice. We got people in Africa. Are you serious? Are you serious, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my lineage. I'm, I'm from, I'm Nigerian. Well, West oh, Africa. that's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, Nigeria. Dude. One in Canada. Another one in Spain. Like, one like, in Nigeria. You find me on Instagram, bro. I got something for you. You find me. <laughs> hey, you find me. dude. You imagine if we ship that guy a bottle of screwball? How much it would cost to get to Nigeria? It's worth it. <laughs> we got we got a three hundred dollar budget on gifts, it's, and it's worth it. it was you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll throw down the Venmo for that shit, bro. Yeah. And, I mean, I threw down the, the episode this today for for the professional. We already got seven downloads, and let's see, uh, two in Texas, one in Georgia, one in New Hampshire, one in Virginia, Virginia, and the one dude in Spain kicking it up again. The one guy in Spain was just passing through Nigeria that one day. I know. Well, Niger- <laughs> I mean, Nigeria and Spain aren't that far from each other. No. They're not that close either. So I don't. Well, he's not walking. Passing I mean, through. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But whatever, bro. But thank you to all you guys who are listening. We really, really appreciate yeah. it. 
Yeah, good it's stuff. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's Thank immense, you, guys. Immense, it's a little bit. And gals. Makes, yes. Yeah, man. If there's any girls Worldwide. out there, I'm sorry. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, like I want you guys, I want them to find us on Instagram and ask us questions. Because For I want to ask because I want to ask you questions. The main one being, why are you listening to this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just ever I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll repeat it at the end of the episode. But if you want to reach out to us on Instagram, it's at movies rock podcast and um our emails movies on the rocks twenty twenty at gmail.com. Hit us up. Right? Forever yeah, twenty twenty. For Forever, Forever 2020. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, don't you know it's called? Don't you know that's why this year's called 2022? No, oh, they did a sequel. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, and you know, right. how, you know, like when a sequel comes out, people start referring to the first one as like Toy Story One. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just called Toy Story, right? Yeah, exactly. So you got exactly. 2020, you got 2022, but you got 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's true. I'm just gonna ride this into the ground. This is this, this was this jerk is for. Yeah, you're totally killing it right now, bro. We're totally killing it. All right, so now that we've gotten that out of the way and we made fun of uh, Eric's white claw because he's getting white girl wasted tonight. Uh, you made fun I'm of me for hentai far longer than we made fun of his fucking white girl drink because but, it's just your talk, Eric. It's we, just we your. About- it's we fuck just, around with your enemy all the time, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it's just your face. It makes us want to make fun of you. <laughs> what's that, what's that? What's that fucking... Was it a movie or a show where he's like, you just got a really punchable face? <laughs> no, no, dude. But you are a smug, arrogant little bastard. Yeah, that's what so. it is. I don't claim to deny this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, but for all that, now that we've done all the alcohol, let's take it to the news desk. <laughs> Of the day! You remember that time that you screamed this and it was muted? It was great. News of the day! <sighs> okay. Let's do this. Today, on the news, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Two. <laughs> By the time this comes out, it's going to be 2023 right. anyway. Yeah, I know. That's, that's why. True. That's why I didn't put a fucking date on it, bitch. That's true. <laughs> that's true. All right. So, all right. So, anyway, talking about the news. Did you motherfuckers bring anything? No. Oh, no, last time guys, I brought shit, what? I got bitched at. Guys, <laughs> I brought I, shit. So, do I ever bring shit? Though? I, you like, don't bring shit on. to the table. That's why I, I don't bring anything to the table. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, th- there's some stuff here that I got. It's nothing like uh, I got one Marvel thing, but I'll leave that for the end. Oh God. I'll leave it for the end. But the other stuff is pretty fucking funny. So um, not too long ago, there was a lady who was from New Jersey. Yeah, um, yeah. what, what, Jersey? Jersey in the house, Jersey. So (laughs) she was, you know, doing some stuff around the house and she, you know, left her computer open. Then all of a sudden, the next couple of days, she starts getting boxes at her house. Turns out that her her (laughs) two-year-old cleared out her Walmart shopping cart. And she got two thousand dollars worth of shit sent to her house. Oh man, dude, <laughs> that's I mean, you, you you just keep that much shit in your cart? Like a, some people do, bro. That's, yeah, like what's the oh? These are the same people, people who have like nine hundred tabs on their browser open. <laughs> yeah, that drives me nuts. And I don't leave, dude. Shit I can't. In my cart. I don't leave shit in my cart for that exact reason. Because dude, what if Amazon I just has that save bags? for later thing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that I use that. Gets me upset. 
I use no, that I like one shit. or two items. I don't use that at all because when I'm buying it, I go and buy it. Otherwise, I just it doesn't need to have. I don't need shit in my cart. Why is it? Why do you need to put stuff in your cart? Why? Why? Here, here I'll tell you exactly. Or at least my method. I see something. I want to buy something, but I want to plan it. Like I'm going to buy it, you know, at the end of the week so that it'll be delivered when I want it to be delivered or. I want to like have it shipped to a different address. So I'll hit the spend or buy later. And yeah, Derek, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I don't even know why I fucking try anymore. <laughs> Derek, because like you said, you want it delivered. You can have it delivered whenever the hell you want. And Amazon. Yeah. You don't get like, to pick the day. If I said yeah. I wanted it three weeks from today on Tuesday, and pick, not you want buy pick it from another vendor that can yeah. get there quicker. Yeah, why would you want to buy something that's three weeks to the day from today? Why? Maybe I'm traveling. Maybe I want it to come but by on the day that the other parts are coming. Like, I, is it going to go bad? Yeah, I know. It's no, gonna it's going to sit on on the patio, and it's like an expensive ass item. And who knows who the fuck people steal, like porch pirates well, and shit. You can. I mean, Eric, do you not? Do you not work from home? Okay, I'm talking about the hypothetical scenario that I'm not gonna be home. But that's then what? No, man, no. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not engaging in this. I'm not engaging in this anymore. You know. You know. I'll, I will. You know. You can change your shipping date, right? You okay, can. You you're given like three or four options, and they are usually all within the next four or five days because I'm like a block away from a distribution facility. Okay? Yeah. And maybe I don't want it until next Wednesday. Then when I'm gonna why? have a moment to do the thing. Then just open. Then order it next Wednesday or Tuesday. That's what I do. I leave it in the cart until then, dipshit. <laughs> Does it need to be left in the cart? You don't need to leave it in the cart. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> but then, but then he'll, he says he's, he'll say he's a forget. He'll forget. But I've also never met anybody that wants to order something <laughs> and wants to wait six to eight days before they order it. That doesn't Dude, make any it's sense. Sometimes just not, not opportune. Okay. 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 Nights like tonight when I'm talking to you assholes, <laughs> I'm not going to go and check the mail. No. But you have you have Betsy. Okay. She You're not the only where person where the mailbox is. She doesn't know. Oh, thank God she's listening to this. Thank God she's listening to this. Okay. Look, that Betsy doesn't no, know. No, I'm going to lay it out. There are clear responsibilities that spouses just divide up, and some things. Mail is yours. Like, like, Mail is my thing. Yeah, no, Fixing right. the internet is my thing. If yeah, I cut the grass, that would be my thing. My wife doesn't have a clue how to do any of those things. Those are not her yeah, responsibilities. No, I get it. I get that part, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, who manages the money in the household? I bet you the other spouse doesn't have a clue how much money is where. Okay? It doesn't matter. doesn't have a clue because somebody's handling it, and that's all you got to know. Right? It's I fine. I have no idea where the money is. I just spend it. Yeah. See? That, that, look. <laughs> My house, it's the reverse. I manage the money. She just spends it. It's fine. She doesn't know how much it is there, where it's at. It's not her deal. She, she deals with the baby. She deals with other things. She does all kinds of other shit. This is wild. This is wild. I, I'm going to send Betsy a message to make sure she listens to this episode. So listen, you don't ever have to listen to any other episode. Just listen to episode <laughs> Season three, Just episode three. listen to this episode, <laughs> yeah. and when you're done with the divorce papers, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, so yeah. So now that we've done, we've made fun of whoever does that, but yes, they, Derek, Derek, they, does, Derek that. does that. Derek does that. My wife does it too. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Like I look in her in her shopping cart. She has like saved it for later. She has like fifty items in there. I'm like, what the fuck is? No, this? no, no. If if anything's gonna wait longer than two or three days, it goes on to like a wish list or something like that, or I just forget about it. Is is yeah. gone. Yeah, but she has like a whole mess of items. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. And I'm and um, to be clear, 
I am and a I, like and I'm, I close I'm, I'm all my tabs on the browser. I don't keep shit open forever. I'll bookmark something and come back to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that guy. Well, could have fooled me. I'm super. I'm super exaggerating hey, hey, just in case my wife guy. listens to this shit. <laughs> God, this is a ridiculous news story, by the way. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I mean, I just can't believe the kid just started pressing buttons and he unloaded his his mom's shopping cart. All right, so all right now. This Next just reminds story. me of that that time that that kid was ordering like ass tons of shit on their Alexa. Like packages just started coming in. <laughs> that's hilarious. Those, that's I mean, true. that's the best. Like that's why they have a pin code now that you can't just order shit verbally because they would just order like diapers and games and TVs and shit. Yeah, it's for the best. That way you can listen to like people being murdered on your Alexa, that kind of thing. It's which hey, I mean, look. Alexa and Amazon and AWS and their security problems. Don't get me started, buddy. <laughs> We're not here for work. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Here's the next news story. So, um, it's not Marvel, but it's Marvel adjacent, I guess. So, this year, you know. If Eric the, doesn't know what it is, it's Marvel. No, it's 2022. True. So there's, about, there's about 11 superhero movies coming out this year. 11. Oh, thank God. That's, that's so great. <laughs> Because the market so, wasn't yeah. saturated. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, There's 11 really movies. So so I'm just going to run down the list. You guys can say if you want to watch them or not. It's up to you. Oh, I'm, so, I'm very excited to do this. Yes. <laughs> so The Batman is coming out pretty soon. Don't give a shit. Oh, with yeah. Robert Are you Pattinson. serious? Don't give a shit. That looks really good, though. No, I'm going to watch it, but I don't care. Like, I don't okay. have, like, I'm going to watch it, but I don't really care. Yeah. Okay. Here, okay. here I'm going to translate Morbius? that for you. He's going to watch it because he has hopes that it will be somewhere adjacent to Heath Ledger's performance in Dark Knight. That's <laughs> the only reason Eric has be. any interest in it Batman. It won't be. I want to see Colin Farrell as a penguin with, with all that yeah, makeup on. I'm, I'm interested in that. So there's we'll Morbius see. with Jared Leto. Don't care. No, I'm not Doctor, gonna watch it either. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Hard no, hard no. <laughs> I'll probably watch that one. I really do like. The, I liked the first will, Doctor will, Strange. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna watch all these movies. I don't I, oh, I I know both of you are. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm definitely not gonna watch all these. I watch. I probably watch Doctor Strange though. Maybe if I get uh, around the, to it. The Le- the League of Super Pets. What? what? No. I have what a kid, that? so I'm gonna end up watching it. It's what an animated. That? It's a. Oh it's yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. It's not Pixar. It's DreamWorks. No, no, it's it's a uh, DC. So it's a uh, it's WB. Oh, it's Warner yeah. Brothers. It's Warner Brothers. It's a. It's I think an I animated, saw that trailer. Yeah, it's a computer animated movie with The Rock playing Crypto, which is Superman's dog. And <laughs> in, in the in the comic book, in the okay. comic book, I'm gonna watch this one. Yeah, <laughs> in the comic yeah, book, I'm, I'm hard no. The league, the league of the, the Justice League have each of them has a, a a pet. They all have pets in the comic books, and Crypto is actually Superman's pet. Yeah, uh, no. Batman has a has a has a super uh, appropriate naming. Sure. Yes, yes. So, anyways, then there's Thor: Love and Thunder by Taika Waititi. Waititi. Because oh, I man. like Taika, I like Taika. That's the reason. Yeah. Because I, mean, I like Ragnarok Taika. was good. Thor Ragnarok was good. You can't deny it. It was. was good. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, and there, true. the best part was Taika too. That, yeah. that rock Dude, everything guy. Everything Taika's done in a while yeah. has been really good. Oh God, he's funny. Yeah, he's so good. So yeah. okay, then there's a uh, Black Adam, which is with no. the Rock. Yeah, no, I don't. No. I don't care. Yeah, no. No. Spider Man no. Across the Universe Part One. I'll probably mm. is that is that is that a, a sequel to the multiverse one? The, the Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch that. Into okay. the Spider Verse. Wait, 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 wait. Is it? I thought it was a cro- I thought it was uh the gosh, what's the new kid that Miles Morales. No, 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 no. Tom Holland? 
Tom Holland. I thought it was no. related to Tom Holland series. No, not no, 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 no. This oh. is the Miles Morales one. This is the animated. Okay, and I'll definitely see it because yeah, the first one. one was fantastic. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. I watched that one. All right, then there's The Flash in November 4th. Don't no. care. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to lie. Then there's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is the Ooh. second part. Wait, who's, wait, who's playing Black Panther? Okay, so here's You're the thing. You're supposed to pass down the gauntlet. So, yeah. So here's the thing. The thing is, is that in the comics, uh-huh. there are times when Shuri became the Black Panther. Yep. So okay. I think what's going to happen is that in the beginning of the thing, because most of the Black Panther scenes are CGI, more than likely he's going to die. Okay. And then she's going to have to take over. Okay, so she's going to run. The, I'll watch that one. Well, I I'll also. And, I don't know. That's, I, the case, but that's usually the case in the comic books. They yeah. Get, she runs the show for a while. Yeah, I'll probably the, watch that. The other theory I saw, and I hope that it's the Shiri route that they've taken, but the other theory I saw was that the other tribe leader, uh, what was the the guys that were in oh, the, like big, the mountains? the big gorilla the, guy. The gorilla, the gorilla guy, yeah. folks. Yeah. Uh, that he, he took takes up the mantle and combines the kingdom. Um, of the two, that's either true, true. way. I will probably still see that. The first one was really that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was. And then, of course, December sixteenth, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Mm, Hard no. No. <laughs> and then on HBO Max, um, there's going to be one movie. It's a uh, the Batgirl movie. So, yeah, no, nope. not interested. Not yeah, I'm not interested in that one either. That one I'm yeah. not interested in. But hey, that's all there is. That's how many all of that? You said there was fourteen of them. Eleven, eleven. That's 11. eleven. I think I, I think it was probably three. Maybe I'm going to watch that I liked. two of them. No, three. What? I'm gonna watch three. the Batman. I'll watch the Spider Verse. I'll watch Black. I'll, I'll that's four. four. You watch four. I'll watch yeah, the that's four. <laughs> See, we're, we're rubbing off on you, dude. No, you're yeah. not, because I'm gonna probably dislike almost all of them. But you'll watch them. Yeah, <laughs> that's the question. More than I got out of Wonder Egg Priority, bud. True. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, so now we're gonna move into the discussion portion of our program. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. Okay, so earlier this week. Disney announced they're they're going to that they casted, okay, uh, what's her name? Rachel Zegler, the girl from West Side Story, which they say is phenomenal. I haven't seen the movie. My daughter's dying to watch it. I heard it's amazing. I heard it's actually wait, wait, better wait, wait. than the first one. Which so that's what I was going to ask. Is this the new West Side Story? Yeah, the, new one, the new one. The new okay. one. The new one. Spielberg one. Yeah. They, there's so many good things about that movie. I've heard that they say it's actually better than the first one. The original that one Best Picture. Interesting. Like, like, there's a strong chance he may win Best Picture for this motion picture. Twice the same movie. Don't like that idea, but whatever. But but <laughs> but from what I've heard, they've they've made a lot of changes because like whenever anybody speaks Spanish in the new West Side Story, they don't do subtitles. Oh, interesting. And everybody who plays a Hispanic character is either of Hispanic descent or is Hispanic themselves. Okay, that's good. So Rachel Zegler was the girl who plays Maria. She plays Maria in the movie, uh-huh. um, and she and she uh, uh, she got cast this week as Snow White. Uh-huh. Oh, Hispanic! Yeah. Wow. So she sure. was cast. She was cast as Snow White. Okay. And, and and Gal Gadot was cast as the Evil Queen. Okay. Mm, solid fit. Yeah. So th- that's the casting that came out. So earlier this week on Mark Maron's WTF podcast. Uh-huh. He had Peter Dinklage on. Uh-huh. And he asked him the question what he thought about the movie. He's like, I'll get you the, the exact words. He's like, literally, no offense to anyone, but I was a little taken aback when they were very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, but you're telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Take a step back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. 
you're progressive in one way, but then you're still making that fucking backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. What the fuck are you doing, man? I have have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. Wait, are they not there? So the dwarves are are they like digital? What are they doing with so the dwarves? He, here's the thing. So he said that, <clears throat> and then Disney got some flack, but quickly Disney responded and say, "Hey, no, we've been in communication with the dwarfism community, and we are figuring out ways to not have the dwarves there. Like that's why they're calling the movie just Snow White." Wait, they're they calling, don't want the dwarves in it at all? Yeah, in the live action is a possibility because they're talking about changing the dwarves to calling them magical creatures. So it could be anything. It could be anything. Why don't they just have them be dwarves? I don't know. Maybe and then, have them and, and then cast little people as well, the I wonder, dwarves. I don't know. Because it almost sounds like... Is that what Peter Dinklage wants? Is that what it sounded like he wanted? Or am I off? He doesn't want well, them there at all? I don't know if he wants them there at all. That's what I think. It, that's what it sounded like to me is that you know he's not... He doesn't like the idea of there being a movie about seven Snow. dwarves who are living in a cave, living in a cave. Oh, and, okay. I, I, know, digging up gems I think or I was, like that. I think I was thinking too progressive. Like that's not, not that I didn't think about it that way. Like it is just, they are like goofy dwarves living in a cave. It's true. Yeah. Instead of them being just like normal actual people. characters of substance, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I was so, thinking, yeah, I was thinking like, Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like I think is, is mining not a profession. But think well, about I mean, the dwarves themselves, man, and their names. There's like a what dopey, sneezy. Like it's really yeah. dumb, stupid characters mm. that have like. And then you have, then you have the movie that came out, Snow White and the Huntsman, which didn't even hire dwarves for the movie. They just did everything CGI and shrank. Uh, what's it called? Uh, fucking every British actor that was there. Like oh, Ian. really? Yeah, they didn't. Oh, use... dude. Oh, dude, there's a dwarves like, that I think, can act. I think worst. I think worst. I think what they did was that they hired dwarves to wear like mocap suits, and then yeah. they brought in oh, like the actual on. actors on a, yeah, on, like, a, in, like, a green screen. There's, there's like, little people that can act, and that's stupid. There's plenty that's of people. Dumb. I mean, shit. No, I mean, I mean, I, let me let me see. No, let, there's let me, there shit, like I I'm saying like if you're gonna do it, do it and. There's little people that can act and that can act well. Yeah. Peter Dinklage is a very, very there you go. huge example. I mean, of he's that. above this kind of work, but I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He is above that. I agree. He, but either way, there's enter- like, you know, give him a shot. I know. Him, Warwick Davis, I mean, to name yeah. two that are fantastic. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the guys who were look, the guys who were the dwarves in the movie were was Ian McShane, Bob Hoskins, Ray Winstone, Nick Frost, Eddie Mars, and Toby Jones and Johnny Harris. I mean, those were the those were the dwarves, and those guys are like like anywhere between five nine and like six four. I mean, yeah, <laughs> in Bob, real life, yeah, yeah. Bob Hoskins probably on the lower end, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like five seven, like yeah. you know what I mean. But like, but he's Nick not Frost, he's not a little person. Yeah. He's not a little person by any means. Of the yeah. word. So I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it so, goes. But but okay okay but but again if. If okay, if if mining is still considered a, I mean, a respectable profession to have, right? And you hire actual little people, then it sounds like your big hurdle is writing quality backstory for people, I giving mean, them fleshed out stories the, and and personalities. The thing with dwarves have always been portrayed as fucking like. I guess you could call them like gem hungry animals. Like all they care about is oh, like like is that like a trope that's been that's a used? trope? Yeah, 
That's a trope that was in the Hobbit. I've never seen that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a trope that was in the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings that they all mentioned that the, the dwarves just just are gold hungry. They're jewel hungry. They're all about digging and mining oh, for more and more. Wait, gold. they're they're associating like actual like real human dwarves versus like mythical dwarves. Yes, kind of kind of yes. oh like 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 a golem kind of thing. Yeah, a golem kind of thing. So it's kind of like it's weird, dude. It's dude, just, people it's, are so stupid. Sometimes. I know. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, well, yeah, it makes sense that they like, not have dwarves if they're gonna be portrayed that way and it be offensive. Is, then yeah, and, get rid and of this it. is gonna be like uh, a, it's gonna be probably when they, when they start finding out like who's gonna play the other characters in the movie, and then we'll know a better idea of what what Disney's probably doing. But it's gonna be it's gonna have the same type of situation probably like what happened with Little Mermaid, where everyone got upset because they hired people of color color for Ariel and for King Triton. You know what I mean? Like like and and you know I mean most of the part, characters in that, that movie part. had a a Caribbean accent anyway. So. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that like 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 they hired an African American actress to play Ariel and an African American actor to play Triton, and it's just like, and then of course, it's a that voice part, acting. That part, like, no, no, that's live action. It's no, they talk about the live action. Oh, the live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Okay, I mean, and, you know, and of course, well, that part of the. But like, listen, I'm not like deep in Disney culture. I don't have kids. Are you woke? Are you woke, bro? I'm not like. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why do people give a shit? Like, what color? I know. Like, who why is that? Shit, why does that matter? And that's the same, okay. and the same people who got mad at that are the same people that got mad because on stage. Like for the Harry Potter and the and the um that and the the, the that play that they did the new play Harry Potter mm-hmm. and the Cursed Child mm-hmm. it was they hired they changed Hermione to be to be black. So not okay, in, not in, no, not in my America. Okay, <laughs> not <laughs> oh in my God. America. Yeah, look, this boils down to when when in reality you things... can make Harry Potter black in the in in the book too because they didn't really they don't talk to color in the book. It's weird. Yeah, I don't. The, here's I don't. the thing. If folks are going to be focused on, I want my Little Mermaid to be the same Little Mermaid forever and ever, no matter how many times you remake it. In reality, that doesn't sell. And opinions and interests and tastes change. Um, if you're going to retell the story, I would hope that you do something different. And yeah. making a character white or black or Asian or whatever that better tells the story because they're a better actor, actress, or or the story is different or whatever. I don't care. It's not going to be the same. I don't want it to be the same. I mean, come on now. It's time it's, to move on. I just, just, I'm just, I, I agree with everything Derek's saying, but at the same time, like, I don't even know why people give a shit. Like, why? Yeah. You're, you're spending too many sleep uh, brain cycles on this. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I'm going to go get yourself a real beer and get you a white claw. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the white. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. All right, all right, no, no. Anyway, so, all right, so um, now we're gonna move to the Marvel portion, portion of the news. <laughs> you just let me know when you guys are ready. I'm gonna be on mute. I'm gonna watch the basketball game. The Knicks oh, no, are getting, you, I mean, they're not gonna be. win. Yeah, they're, getting, they're getting killed right getting now. Getting slayed. So, all right, so there's a rumor that came out recently for a sequel, like an actual sequel to Spider-Man: No Way Home, not a part of like the new trilogy that they're gonna be making for Tom Holland, it's supposedly going to be a new sequel that's going to portray all three... Okay, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen. It's probably the worst kept spoiler ever, but <laughs> Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in the movie. I heard about um, this, yeah. And so the the rumor is you know, that they're... Funny. That there were I've co- seen those rumors, and I still haven't seen the movie, and I thought the movie wasn't out yet. 
because still, <laughs> I still see the rumors like it's nobody knows. Uh, I think you're a little late because it's already made like 1.7 billion dollars worldwide. <laughs> Another one I won't watch. It's yeah, a, and, and I ain't gonna lie. You gotta you gotta give it props. If in five weeks it's made less than two billion dollars in five weeks. I don't know That's why people absurd. like it so much. But it's anyway. a really good movie, actually. It's a very good movie. Anyway, sure, if all those people so. went instead to spend their money on watching Magnolia, <laughs> and Paul Thomas Anderson would be making more movies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Paul Tom- yeah, he would be definitely making more movies, and he probably would have gotten a little bit better story. Yeah. Oh. Oh shit. Oh shit. On on Magnolias, I'm talking about Magnolias <laughs> being better. Don't, don't talk about the movie yet. Don't talk about the movie. Shh, quiet. Okay. You. All right, so you're talking about a little better story than stop, stop in stop. Magnolia. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Both of you, stop. <laughs> I want to see this. Let's get to the news, <laughs> then we get to the movie. Okay, guys. Okay, okay. All right. So, anyways, the uh, the, the 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 rumor is that there is um, possibly a sequel in the works, specifically to No Way Home, where it starts off with the three guys starting from the beginning, being together from the jump. So who knows if that's the case because supposedly like they want to even make a sequel. They want to make a sequel to the third part to the Amazing Spider-Man series. Like there have been talks about that, you know, to see what happened to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man after Gwen died. Whatever. It's a whole mess of different things. They're just there's just a whole mess of different like, you know, rumors and shit like that. But that was just one of them because Spider because this new movie made so much money. They're just like they're trying to capitalize on it so much. So well, I think but, um Tom Holland Tom, Tom Holland has done a good job. Um, yeah. I, I also like the other guy. Uh, you say it was Andrew, Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield, too. But I like Tom McGuire the best. My favorite is Tom McGuire. Oh, I definitely did not like Tom McGuire. He's my least favorite. Uh, heathen. You're a fucking heretic, bro. <laughs> He's not bad. It wasn't bad, but it's just not my favorite. I haven't seen the last Spider-Man movie I saw was Spider-Man 2, I think, with Tobey Maguire. That's the last one I saw. That's a good one to finish on. <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen any of the because, other unless you count because, unless you count Venom because Venom was pretty good. That's yeah. like I heard that people hate Venom. Oh, oh! Speaking of which, did you need to a little bit of a thriller? Okay, jump scare. You, you need to you need to watch it if you're gonna watch it. Watch it, but the stingers are fantastic. They're great. They're great. The stingers are great. So just if you can watch it, watch. For All right. That, well, least. I'll, I'll I do. I'll, I'll no, he won't. He won't watch it. I like never Tom watch Hardy. It. No, I'll never watch Egg protein shakes or whatever i'll never watch that transmission in your butt so that, yeah no so N- none of those words are in the title <laughs> team cocket team cocket oh god Dear mother <laughs> all right so that's the news that's fit to print um so what we're gonna do guys we're gonna go ahead and uh Go Literally to the... was all pulled from websites that are exclusively websites. None of them printed that. No, well, it is printed. It's in print. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> it's in Refill Derek, break. Derek, why do you Refill always, break. Why do you always have to do that, Derek? Okay. I mean, why you gotta be so <laughs> smug, bro? Seriously, Look, bro. Anime, 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 yeah, anime, yeah, anime. Yeah. Here we yeah. go, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Just because yeah. you said that. That's it. I'm checking just out. Because, See y'all just later because... after the break. Just because. <laughs> All right, we're going to the refill. Let's go see a man about a dog. Go take a piss. Have a good time, folks. Peace.
we're back and you just start talking, dude. What's wrong with you, bro? We'll just share custody. Like one episode will be <laughs> you and me, and then the next episode will be you and Eric. Yeah, totally. 100%. That's probably what's going to happen this episode. after this episode. <laughs> All right. So now that we're back, and Derek totally fucking fucked my gro- groove up, bro. So we're back from the refill portion of the episode. Uh, everyone's got their drinks. We stayed. Did I stayed with mine. So got, I got the same. I got the same. He's, I think Derek's cracking open that mics, though, bro. I mean, I might as well. Why not? Is it just regular standard Mike's Hard Lemonade? I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, other he, than finished that, that, he finished that anime beer real quick. You know? <laughs> the still beer? right here. Hentai? Hentai? Is yeah, it the, the hentai it, beer. It's a, it's a, is it, what's it called? This team cocket lager? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> all right. Can you guys hear me well? Is it all right? Can Unfortunately, you, yes. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, as I mentioned earlier, we are, we watched for this episode the 1999 motion picture known as Magnolia, directed by the great director. The amazing director for Eric, but the really good director known as Paul Thomas Anderson, a.k.a. P.T. The okay, GOAT, the best to no. ever do it, the best to live, son. He's really the good. Goat. He's I don't really know, good. dude. The GOAT. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say that as much, but hey, he's definitely he's definitely in the, the picture. The best in our generation. The GOAT in our generation. Oh I don't know. What about what about Quentin? What about Quentin? Quentin would have something to say. I about that, bro. love. I like QT. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> PTA just makes it happen for me, bro. I'm just saying, he gets the blood the blood flowing, dude. He gets it going for you, bro. Does he? He does. He does. <laughs> All right. Anyway, he didn't well, do Blue Valentine, did he? Excuse me. No, no, he didn't. He not. didn't do that. Okay, good. good. No, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, that would explain. Right. I mean, but another this, great. This was a good film, that. Blue Valentine. Mm. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Let's just, let's just, let's let's just get, talk about this. Let's today, get hold bro. on, hold on. So okay, so the motion picture Magnolia. Okay, like I said, it came out in, in uh in 1999. If you've never seen the motion picture, my God, where have you been? But if you have not, spoiler alert, if you ever wanted to, um, it's actually uh got a pretty high rating on IMDb. It's got like an eight, it's got a solid eight rating on IMDb. It's got a runtime, just so you know, of over three hours. A little over three hours is the runtime of this movie. And I mean you can find it anywhere. It's right. You can rent it. You can watch it wherever you want to. But it stars a lot of people. Even the people that show up in the movie, and you're like, holy shit, this person in this movie? Holy yep. shit, this yep. person in this movie? Like, yep. okay, so you have, as far as the stars, the main characters, you have Tom Cruise, you have the inimitable and amazing Jason Robards, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, treasure, treasure of an actor. You yep. have Julianne Moore, you have... Once again, another the, inimitable actor, Philip Seymour Hoffman, the great Philip Seymour Hoffman. The great Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, yes. Okay. You also have Patton Oswald in a character that yes. I didn't even realize he was there. Yes. Yes. I'm like, holy shit, it's Patton Oswald. Yep. And then on top of that, there's um so there's a whole mess of different people that I saw in the cast while I was watching the movie. So Patton Oswald was one. And then Louise they went Guzman. Luis Guzman is in the movie. Oh, so yeah. Felicity Huffman. Yes, yeah, uh, William plays, H. Macy's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays the the producer of the show. Yeah, the producer at, of the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and someone else. Did you guys notice that um, Thomas Jane makes a very quick cameo as as very Jimmy quick. as the young yes, Jimmy yes, Gator? Yes, 
Yeah. He's the host when it's when he's giving Donnie Smith as the, the, the kid Donnie Smith the check. I mean, I, I don't know which. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Thomas Jane. I've seen him in a ton he's of shit. He's amazing. He's awesome. He's, he's, he's great. Awesome. He may not be, he may not have the greatest choice of motion of roles, but in every role he is, he's great. Like he was Mitch, actually supposed to be in Magnolia, but he couldn't because it was a conflict with another movie that he was on at the time because he was also in Boogie Nights, if you guys remember. Yes, he was. And he plays a crazy character in that <laughs> in that movie and kills it. So like Thomas Jane is great. He's if you've ever watched The Expanse on on Prime, watch it. It's it's we I've I've talked about it before. Goody's my brother Goody's talked about it before. He's in the first two two and a half seasons of the show. Fucking kills it, kills it, dude. Just kills it. I'm on a the big show. fan of Thomas Jane. He's good. So another person that's on this movie that you don't even see his face is uh oh. There's also John C. Riley's in the movie. Yeah, of course. He's huge, great. Huge deal. Yeah. He's always great. Uh, Alfred Molina is yeah, in the yeah. motion picture too for, for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck with me, Donnie. It is great. It is great. Yeah. Don't fuck with me, Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. I paid you. I pay you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. But did you know that Orlando Jones is in the movie too? Where? He. You never see his face, but he's Worm. Oh, are you, I'm sorry. I knew that because Worm actually, I did know that. I just was like, why didn't I see him in there? I knew that. They he they're actually Orlando Jones actually had a role like they had he got scenes he was filmed but they ended up cutting it out completely so he knew he wasn't in the movie but yeah the you see the worm for like third like three seconds that's Orlando yeah. Jones yeah yeah it's Orlando Jones I mean yeah, I did but, know uh, that I don't know why I acted like I forgot but I knew that yeah I almost got you bro I almost got you yep. and then of mm. course uh, there's Clark Gregg who is the uh, the 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 guy who says all right on the stay on the set he's uh he's what's his he's from he's in all the Marvel movies uh he's the guy with the cat with the oh, camera oh yeah 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 I know who you're talking about. He plays. Uh, he liked all the characters in the Marvel movies where he's like he like connected all the movies, bro. Uh, he's in um shit. He's in like Avengers. He gets killed in Avengers. He's in, if he's it's in a Agents Marvel guy, Shield. I have no idea who he's that in is. Agents of Shield. But I mean, just look him up, Clark Gregg. If you if you if you, if you when you see him, you're like, okay, I know who that is. He plays Phil Coulson. Yeah. Anyway, in the in the Avengers movies and and Marvel. But either way, he's in the movie too. And then there's a guy named okay, he's an actor. I've talked about him on the show before. His name's Ricky J. Oh, I know he, Ricky J. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's the narrator of this film as well. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. So Ricky J, if you don't know him, he is uh well, he passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Recently. But, yeah, recently. But he he is uh an accomplished like character actor. He just shows up for a few minutes and that's it. He usually doesn't do a lot. The main reason is because he is a huge Vegas magician. Yeah. He was he was more famous on Vegas as a magician. He's a sleight of hand master. Mm-hmm. So like, so like he plays all these scenes and he's great in every scene he's in. Mm-hmm. And he's just, but, but I just, I was laughing. I was like, dude, this guy's like an amazing magician. I've seen his magician, his yeah. tricks. He's fantastic. And he was yeah. fantastic. He's fantastic. But yeah, so it's, it's a lot of people in the movie, dude. A lot of people, people that I was just like, holy shit. I've seen this person in other shit too. I mean, but not it was one great. of them, not one of them pulls you out of the story. Not one of them, dude. Not one of them. Oh, PT Derek, Anderson is in actual nice in the actual movie too. Yeah, he he's in it for three seconds. Like you <laughs> see him pulling the pulling the the Exodus eight two sign away from uh, yeah <laughs> someone in the crowd. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, but uh, let's go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead unless you want to read it. Do you want to read the synopsis, dude? The, Derek, the it's your choice. Thing. Go ahead, Derek. Derek, right. read it. 
An epic mosaic of interrelated characters in search of love, forgiveness, and meaning in the San Fernando Valley. Which and it loses great because it actually gives none of that away in the movie. Like it doesn't give anything away in the movie, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would I mean, watch the movie. Frankly, I don't know that. I don't know that there's a better way to write a synopsis for this movie. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Like, that's probably the reason that it's at the top. Is it's probably as good as it really could get. It's hard to describe this movie. It is hard. It is. There's hard a lot going on. Movie. There's no real plot line. That's the reason why. Sure. There's not a real plot line in this film, which is what also makes it incredible to me that I am so right. interested in it. But anyhow, you so, know how. You know how. Um. I, I, okay. I love heist movies in general. I, I, almost any of them, even the crappy ones, I still kind of find a little enjoyment in. But you know that moment? It's usually the last climactic sequence where you know they're cutting between all this sequence of events that are triggering triggering other events, and it's that whole sequence in the movie is the last five minutes or something like that, right? He made this movie three hours long worth of that. Like all these little events, just cut and do it together because they're all related and you're just waiting to see how the shit goes down. And it's a slow burn too. It's a it slow, is a slow burn, burn. It is until, a burn. until you get to that, to the, to the, to the the ignition at the it's end, heavy minutes, yeah, yeah, like, and like man. It just boom, it hits you, it hits you hard, yeah, yeah. So there, there was a there was a lot of things that I've, I talked about the movie. I mean, I just wrote down a lot. I wrote down quite a few notes, but I mean, for me, it was mostly. I can't wait just to like, hear them. Yes, I mean, it's not out of this world, but I mean, we we can discuss whatever we need to. But I mean, I mean, I the thing I always loved about Magnolia was that beginning with the different stories. I thought that was, I love that part of the movie. I remember when I was watching the movie for the first time in college, I watched that scene. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is fucking cool as shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, things that have, which is crazy because it's like, it's giving you the whole thing that none of these things are connected, but they're connected somehow. There's something connecting them all the way through. Derek's shaking his head. Hit me. I'm shaking. Okay. Because I know just about everything there is to know about this film. So I'm excited to hear. And also, I'm also like, I also am not surprised to hear you don't get it because you don't really watch movies well. So <laughs> this, 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 this is good. Well, Dick, Dick, I want you to go because you had never seen this yeah. movie before, have you? <sighs> no, like, this, I've seen uh, the movie. this was a refresher for me. So I want to hear what you have to say. No, no. First time watcher, right? Um, here's the thing. Um, I watched that opening sequence a few times. Um, and it, it does, it, uh, reminds me a lot of the opening sequence to one of my favorite Westerns is Tombstone and how they do the kind of quick cuts showing you like old timey film of these events kind of setting the stage for the story. But this, in this movie, um, it, it, <laughs> you get like stories that are not related at all, like in any way whatsoever. They're just showcasing uh, how different events kind of loop together, but they do it three times. And those three segments, to my understanding, have nothing to do with the next three hours of the movie other than Wrong. the consequence. Okay, okay. Wrong. <laughs> Dude, I, I need you to clarify this for me. Maybe it'll change my opinion on the film. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's, let's okay, put, put, a, put a pin on that. Mm. Eric, write that, you know, keep that down. Keep write that down because I want to get back to that because I I agree with Eric. I mean, there's there's definitely things that which is something that 
Paul Thomas Anderson does in this movie is that you really have to kind of watch where where the story is headed because there are things that may seem minutia and insignificant in detail, but there's always something behind it. Well, I think what you're referring to is they recap it at the very end of the movie. They show those same sequences again and they talk about, you know, three men dying and blah, 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 blah. And what was, what was the point? What did that add to the story? I don't, like I mean, this, I, we're putting the a sequences, pin in it. I would, the sequences, the sequences clearly paint a vivid, intricate tapestry of ongoing events. Mm-hmm. It's just those three sequences at the beginning that mm-hmm. seem so out of place. I don't know what they're adding. I don't know what, what they're bringing to the table. Why do you think they're out of place? What is it about those sequences that makes you think that the rest of the films, and I'm, I'm, and I'm not going to make fun of you about this like I would normally, but I'm not because I think I really do think you 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 got lost in the sauce somewhere. So because um, I don't really think you're like an idiot movie watcher. So that's why I'm really asking you. So, OK, how do you think? It, why do you think it has nothing to do? Like, what are you missing? Because if you go ahead, I'll let you talk. I don't. So I don't understand how they were related. Like they they mention um, three men dying. Right, being hung for yeah. for murdering the pharmacist, right? Yeah, Greenberry um, and Hill, and they were killed in Greenberry Hill. Did you miss that part? The names of the guys that died that, were Greenberry Hill. It was John Green, whatever, but I don't know their first names. John yeah, yeah, Green, yeah, yeah. And they, they this these, this happened in the town of Greenberry Hill. Sure, it's a coincidence. Okay, that's the okay. first one. Okay. But but what does that have to do with the characters that we spend three hours watching? So. The interesting thing about this, and this is probably requires some backstory, and this is why you did, you wouldn't know this, and I only knew this because I researched the film so hard. All of these stories while masturbating so furiously. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, all of these stories, there's ten or let's allow ten characters. All of them. All happen. All of these people are interconnected, as you could see, in some way or in another through this through this story, and they all live in one mile radius of each other on in San Fernando in the San in the San Fernando Valley on Magnolia Boulevard. Okay, that's the reason why the film's called Magnolia, but it's also called Magnolia because Magnolia has a bunch of different um, uh, petals that grow intertwined. So that's also part of the reason why it's called Magnolia. But either way. All of these things happen in this one little uh, area, and it all happens in a 24-hour period. And the idea is that these people don't know each other, but they're all connected through a certain way. And it may not be within a degree of each other, sort of like how you were talking about Tom Cruise. like being Yeah, Tom Cruise is the end of one end, of those End of strings. one of those. But he's also connected to Julianne Moore and Phil Parma. Julianne Moore, I don't right. know why I call it, but Phil Parma is Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Mm-hmm. And his and his dad, Earl Partridge. Right. Earl Partridge is connected to almost everyone because the Earl studio. Partridge owns the studio right. that you know the kids show is on, or the what the kids know show. Yeah, yeah, what kids who's, know? Who's connected to Stanley and and also the quiz Donnie Smith, the quiz kid Donnie Smith, who is um. Wait, that was P.T. Anderson as the dad, right? No, 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 no. no. That no, was I just think that he was no, in no. the movie. He no, was, no. he was, he was some you, random person though, like a like a can't like a very small cameo. Yeah. So, um, who's connected there? And then you have um, 
oh god i forget her name why did i forget her name the melora walters is her real name the daughter of the claudia 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 Claudia. Get that. I went Hispanic. Hispanic I went Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I yeah. went Hispanic. You have Claudia. Still not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> who's connected to Philip Seymour Hoff? Who's connected? That's Philip Seymour. Who's connected? Jimmy to Gator. John C. Jimmy Gator. Okay. And John C. Riley. And John C. Riley. Okay. And then John C. Riley gets connected with the quiz kid Donnie Smith, who's also connected with Jimmy Gator. The idea is that all of these people don't know each other. They live in a mile radius, and this whole story that we're watching, which doesn't have, which is not driven by any particular plot. Is happening at the same time. Yeah. That's the whole idea. It's a coincidence that all of these people... And the idea of the coincidences that you see in the beginning of the movie... Yeah, they have nothing... They're not, like, directly linked to what you're seeing. And they're, co- they're coincidences that don't have anything to do with this plot structure. Right, they have no bearing yeah. on the story we're about to watch. But the idea is, is, like, these things happen. Weird things happen. That's the whole thing. The whole idea is that weird things happen. And they... And they go down and there's they're unexplainable but they happen and that's what's going on in this entire film and that's the whole idea of these three weird stories in the beginning and then they even circle back to it at the end yeah you know? yeah so, I, guess I just i guess i just i think i needed it more clearly stated that these are impacting and interwoven with the story we're about to watch or there are other scenarios that are more of the same yeah, right. now now I'm gonna make fun of you. Now I'm gonna make fun of you. <laughs> I needed that more more clearly yeah. stated. Yeah, like no, the don't. stories were told were you don't comical. Need like you're, the the scuba driver and the yeah, pilot and the you you don't need that, Derek. You're better you're better than that. And I mean that like you don't you don't need to have that spelled out for you. You don't need it to be No, no, you don't, you don't. You don't. So here's yeah. so the, the thing the thing with the movie is that it's telling you that um, and I could be wrong. Maybe it's just because of whatever I'm, I'm I'm looking at in regards to the motion picture. But the way the way they're acting up is that like that like in everything that you it, there's always throughout your life you are going to uh, make uh, a connection or have an effect on somebody. The butterfly that, effect. Exactly. That's the somewhere down the line is Which going also to affect stars someone Melora else. Walters. Yes, yes, yes. This is that movie, but but All right, it's, film. It's pretty whatever good. whatever you do is going to affect someone possibly down the line. So like, here we go. So case in point, you have Jimmy Gator, which we find out later on in the movie that there's a possibility that he molested his daughter, which has driven her to the point where she's now having sex with random guys. She's yeah, struggling doing drugs. With her value she's and... struggling with her own with 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 sense of herself and whether or not she's worthy of anybody, period. And then she meets John C. Riley. Okay? Who is the sweetest human being alive. In, in, yeah. in motion pictures and, and a, in real life. And he's a cop. He's yeah, the he's golden retriever of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's the he's the nicest dude. And you know what I mean? Like, and he is somebody that will stabilize her life possibly, which I want to talk about the ending of that. He's the scene. other end, right? End he doesn't have scene. any related. He's not related to anybody else. Well, no, but he's connected. He has connections with with multiple people. With yes, Claudia and the Quiz Kid, and and Linda because he's connected oh, to Linda through the Worm's Kid. Yes, yes, that's another thing too. The wor- the rapper, the Prophet. His name's the Prophet. The rapper. Yeah. Is connected through John C. Riley, who who the prophet is connected to Linda because he saved her life. Yeah, yeah. There, so he's this whole thing. This story is so like 
this is so good. <laughs> like, I can't even like explain to you how good yeah. this is. This is like but, so so like no, but like what I'm saying. I feel like is we're that, talking like, about like a Pepe de Silva type moment here. So 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 what I'm saying is that because of that aspect of the motion picture, you know, you have it, it's just like in real life. I mean, somebody you you talk to somebody and then somebody on the line, you're gonna meet someone else. Like, here's a perfect example. Okay, so when I first moved to Houston, my wife went to a uh, a doctor's office so that my daughter, my oldest daughter at that point, my only daughter that was my oldest, she had to get uh, her blood drawn because she needed it for school, make check, all that stuff. They had to get a checkup for school. Sure. So the uh, the nurse who was in charge of uh, you know drawing the blood was this old Cuban lady. Okay, she told her, "Hey, are you Cuban?" And Michelle told, "Yeah, I'm from Miami." They go, like, "Oh, so am I." Blah blah. blah and, all stuff. And, and they they connected. And she's like, "You need to call my daughter." You know, and we had just moved here from Miami. And in Miami, if someone tells you you need to call this person, they're like, fuck you. I'm not calling you. Right. Like, I'm not going to do it. What the fuck am I, I going to do? I yeah. think that's me anyway. But, okay. yeah. but so she didn't do it. She never did it. Um, you know, a few months later, she uh, she goes to the, she goes to H-E-B. Lady's there again. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So then all of a sudden, it uh, we're like a year and a half into living in Houston at this point. And then she goes to a, I don't know, uh, one of those 31 things, whatever, a thing. And she was doing a 30, 31 thing? thing? Yeah. What is that? It's, yeah. it's, it's like one of those uh, multi-level marketing things. Oh, okay. okay. Like one of those events you, you get, women get called to all the time. Like fucking LuLaRoe and shit like that. Yeah. So she goes to one of those and they do like oh, one of those pyramids things. pyramids game. Yeah, kind of thing. Okay. She goes to one of those events where she can buy shit. So she goes to one of those events and they and she's like, Oh, I guess I'm gonna win the lottery, the lotto. And then the girl next to her is like, Lotto, are you from Miami? Case in point, that girl ends up being a really good friend of hers and is the daughter of that lady she met at the nurse's office. Weird. So she should have just called the fucking number. She should have just called the fucking number. We would have spent a whole year already meeting this person. But yeah, no, what I'm saying is that like you never know what kind of effect is gonna have on someone when you're talking to them. So with the Claudia chick, because of the thing well, that look, was happening much, to I didn't think past, I was going to like you when I met you first either, man. But no, look, here yeah. we are. Yeah, exactly. I didn't like you either, bro. So, <laughs> no, you have no. a good reason, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I still don't like him. You know? oh, I'm, I'm still working, I'm working about. You see where I'm going with this? I mean, it really, you really don't know like how you affect somebody or how you interact with someone could affect something way down the line. That's what this motion picture, in my opinion, does, is that you never know where things will lead in your life and who you're going to, who you're going to have so experience. We're telling stories. You want to hear a good one? Go ahead. All ears, buddy, but don't get once, too far away patented, from Magnolia. Patented motor boys tangent. Yep, yep. Once upon a time, there's a guy and I'm not going to say who he was. Cause I, you know, um, there was a guy okay. and he was visiting his family in Louisiana. <laughs> And he's driving home. Does he rhyme with the words Garrick Tredez? <laughs> Listen, Justin Trudeau would not appreciate that. Oh, anyway. Um, so, so he's driving home from his family in Louisiana, headed back to Texas. And, you know, there's, there's different roads you can take. If you're not from the area, you can take Highway 10 or yeah. the back road, woods roads that nobody's on. And so said character drives on the background backwoods rose and turns out he coming around a corner going a little over a hundred in a 35 and turns out that right behind him, a semi truck with a police officer whips around, pulls him over, gives him a ticket. 
Oh, yeah. And where were you? Where were you? I have no idea where I was. I wasn't there. (laughs) Um, Anyway, turns out police officer is one of his first days on duty. He wasn't really sure what to do with a situation like this. He radioed in, but it's a backwoods, middle of nowhere police department county. And no one answers the radio. So all he does is issue a ticket and lets said person go. Weeks later, he has to go back to court and go and, you know, pay his fine and whatnot. But it turns out that same police officer was dating the dude's sister in Louisiana. That was his. What? Like, not not married, but brother-in-law type scenario. Yeah. Meanwhile, so-and-so who got the ticket went into jail for three days. Oh, shit. Really? Totally happened. Absolute truth. Oh wow. my god! Magnolia, baby, Magnolia. Damn Magnolia, dude. It's the glue, baby. It's the glue. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, we want to talk about people that are connected. Like, could have just not written the ticket. <laughs> if, if we want to go a, a bit, a bit way further, is that like with? It's kind of like... Eventually, we're going to talk about the movie, folks. Don't worry. No, no, no. no. Oh, we this are. Is also, I assure so we, you. And so, like, for, like, Magnolia's... Okay, so here's my thing also on the name. This is just me. This is probably not what PT was trying to do, but this is just the way I think about it. Is Eric that, will tell you he's best friends. No, 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 no. It's just my interpretation of the name as far as why is Magnolia. So, PT, Magnolia, me, Magnolia Tree... Shut the fuck up, bro. I'm trying to get to the deep here, bitch. So, so... What she said. So... So Magnolia, all right, Team Cockett. So so Magnolias, Magnolia trees are very beautiful trees when they bloom, but when they don't, they just look like fucking green pieces of shit. Honestly, so they're kind of a mess when they bloom because everything falls. But the thing with that, I've always the thing with that I thought about the Magnolia as far as in, in the movies context is that your life when it reaches its point is a beautiful thing intertwined with different people. And different experiences. And when it ends, everything falls apart. And that's and that's all you have left is your experiences in life. And that's it. You're done. So I'm thinking that for me, the main character of the movie was Earl Partridge. Because he lived, even though he was a shitty human being, per se, to his family. But he basically is the glue that connects everybody in the motion picture. He is the center of the magnolia flower. So I thought, if I remembered correctly, there was In my a opinion. word. There's a word that really describes this. Saunder. You guys familiar with that? That's walking, so, isn't it? Uh, saunter. Saunter. Uh, saunter. Sorry. Saunder. Uh, I think. I mean, I might be totally wrong. Maybe they're yeah. both the same saunter. Who knows? Um, saunder is... Uh, the concept of realizing that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. And if you can, when you, when you realize like people that you are never going to talk to, that you're just going to see once in a grocery store have lives as complex as your own, that you'll never have a clue about, never, never interact with. Um, and it was just one passerby, right? This, this film absolutely exemplifies, exemplifies how not only how, intricate other people's lives are that you you're not gonna have any visibility into but how you're causing wakes in their day-to-day without being directly present like like the like the pharmacist the way they reacted to her her prescriptions was like oh yeah. oh yeah yeah like Dude. they caused they caused total fucking anarchy in her life for the for the 20 minutes or so I mean, she was there meanwhile i will say 
the whole time I'm thinking like, is she trying to just kill him? She's trying to kill him for the money? Is that what's happening? No, that's not what's happening. Is she trying to kill herself? No, that's not what she's trying to do necessarily. Not, not until the end. Later. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the whole time I'm sitting here and like, well, maybe, I mean, I get, if, if you, uh, anybody who deals with anyone's personal information, whether it be a pharmacist or a doctor or, or a therapist or whomever, right? That's, that's private information, right? You can't judge people by that. You can't, you can't. It's none of your business. You let people do your, do their lives, right? And she's getting all these medications, and they're giving her stares. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's they're essentially profiling her. Yeah. Um, based on what they perceive as possibility, and not what they have the first clue about. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. exactly what he. Yeah. What what Tomas is saying there, and that's that's very well exemplified in the film in that scene. Which, by the way. Um, I want to talk about Julianne Moore and how outrageously good she is in this yes, movie. Yes, yeah. yes. On, a, on sure. another level. Yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Like her Verge of breaking. Oh, her character is so complex. And it's also just like it's you 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 really like just there's a parts of her that you want to hate. And then there's parts of it that it's like, oh, my God, I feel for you so hard right now. It is insane so julianne moore's character she's she's married to uh earl partridge in the film who's kind of the glue that that tomas is saying that kind of everyone's connected through him uh in some way or another um she's married to him and she's she is a gold digging trophy wife that's what she is yes she's far younger than this man she's well pro- you know. she she was huh <laughs> She, she's not at the end of the film. I, I feel like she redeems herself. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, I'm getting no, to it, that. Yeah, let me yeah. let me get to it. Jeez, Derek. God <laughs> well, damn it, Derek. God, Bro, smug bastard. Yes, for Sorry, real. Fucking paying give attention. Me, Fuck give off. me my give me my moment. Jeez, Derek. Uh, Go so ahead. Yes. please, my liege, tell me. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, yeah. So she's she's this gold digging digging trophy wife and and. Um, Earl's dying. That's what you see right in the beginning of the film. He's in a bed. He doesn't move from the bed the whole film. He's got terminal cancer and he's on his way out. And while he's on his way out, uh, this woman, uh, Linda, who Julianne Moore plays, has some sort of existential crisis with herself where she realizes that she is very much in love with this man now that he's dying. And she wants to repent and uh, kind of relieve herself of the guilt of all the horrible things that she did. And, and she explains it in the film, how she's slept around on him, um, how she only married him for his money. That's the only reason why she wanted him. And now she realizes she's in love with him. And to the point where she goes to their lawyer to try to give up the inheritance that she's going to get, because this dude is loaded. So yeah. you know? to be clear, though, she realizes that she is in love with him. Not because he is dying, but no, as no, he no. is dying. Yeah. Unrelated yes. to the fact that yes. he is actually dying as you realize this. It's yes. just kind of forced her to acknowledge emotions that she's actually experiencing. <laughs> it is not because he's finally gone that she's got all the money or something like that. No, because she wants to give it up. She wants to give it up. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I cheated she's like, on her. I, I feel don't, like I don't know? deserve it. She, I, she, she wants no part of the money. In fact, in, in her mind, it almost feels like she's like, it's blood money because it's like, she she almost, I think she almost feels like a way like she drove him to that cancer kind of thing, you know, well, by and, doing and what she did. They cut to him talking about to, to Seymour Hoffman 
find you a good one. She's a good one. Yeah. Talking yeah. about talking about Linda, the guy yeah. who's, you know, basically been buttered up by Linda their entire marriage until the point that she realizes that she actually cares for this man and loves him as he's dying. And he the mean meanwhile, the whole time he's totally blissful. He's like, Yeah, she's the best wife, blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you find out that that's not his actual love. His real love of his life is the is is Tom Cruise's, Tom Cruise's mom. 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 Who, Tom Cruise's mom. Yeah, and Tom Cruise's oh, that's another one too. Dude, Tom, I, dude. I ain't gonna lie. Look, I, I'm not gonna lie. So let's, let's talk about that. I want to talk about Tom Cruise in this, in this the scene. The character this playing, dude. Oh god, I, dude. I, look, I don't care what anybody fucking says, dude. If anybody doesn't think that Tom Cruise cannot act when he wants to act. Is out of their fucking minds because every scene I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. It was so, he was scene, so good; it's not even funny. He's I I mean I don't, I don't know him it. personally, but dear God, was that a I convincing mean, yes. portrayal? He, it makes you think this is who this man is. Yes, yeah, because it's like and it's like okay. So, example in my opinion. So. The well, say scene, who, say what, say what he does first before you give your example. Okay, so so there's a scene, the scene in the movie that, and for me, like there's a scene with his with him and Earl, but that's not my favorite scene. My favorite scene in him with him is when he's found out that the jig is fucking up. Me too. Up. Me too. It's my favorite. That the lies that he's given as history for his person by that reporter has been literally teared apart, torn apart. Everything that he's built on his character, Frank T.J. Mackey, where he was come from this, he went to school here, it's all torn apart. She's literally found out every one of his secrets. But, and they but, have that one camera shot. Yeah, that's my favorite one too, dude. Where it's, he's just staring at her. He's just staring at her. And he's not saying a word. And just the fire... Yep. The animosity, the fucking just hatred. I've never seen Tom Cruise. I mean, he's played bad guys. He was a bad guy interview the vampire, but he was like a flippant character. His character was super, super like nonchalant and flippant about everything. But his character, this moment where he's looking at the camera, it's it's almost frightening. Like if I was across the seat, across the chair from him. And he gave me that look, I would probably piss my pants because I wouldn't know what to do and how to react to somebody who was that mad. Yeah, he was furious. Just and it's and it was like a blank face too, but you could read everything that's happening in his eyes. And she asked him too, like, "What are you doing, Frank?" Because he's not answering her questions. Like, I'm quietly goes, judging I'm quietly you. Judging you. Like, like, and it's it's perfect because I thought. I'm like, is he going to start crying? Because I was like, he looks like he's going to start crying, but he's holding back the tear. Like, you can almost see his eyes starting to water, too. Like, which was great because usually these, you know, actors, when they start getting eyes watering, they can't stop the tear coming. But if you watch in his right eye, there's water forming in his eye and it stops. Like, there's nothing coming out past a little bit of a water pool in his right eye. I watched it carefully. I was like, is he going to do like a quintessential fucking single tear? Single tear. Yeah. Like, you know, like it would have totally cheapened it. Yeah. It was cool, but it would have cheapened the action. So his, but ca- that one, that one little yeah. thing, just like a little pool of his eye. And I was just like, and I was like, just disappeared. Cause it's just the hatred 
coming out, just coming out towards her, like so toxic. Yeah, it was just toxic. He, you know what I mean? And he plays a very interesting character. He plays like a, and this is what I wanted to, you to explain before we went into that, but we went into it, so it's okay. But um, he plays um, a a guy who like helps. He's like a one of those like grimy one eight hundred numbers in the middle of the night. But he motivational helps, speakers. Yeah, he's a motivational speaker, but he's not like motivating people to better themselves he's motivating men to go out and teaching them how to how to bag women pretty much he's, he's, to, being, he's being kind of rapey yeah, yeah very <laughs> very definitely rapey, very rapey very but, uh, disguised very, as a yeah very pickup artist very misogynistic yeah. very like women are just pieces okay. of flesh that you get Dude, to the bang. sign in the in the presentation yep. said turn that friend into like a cum dumpster or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. oh my god yep. so i, I saw like that it was printed somebody up what what okay this is all right we're just saying it because it's in the motion picture. I'm saying it. It's like, tame the cunt? What was he that, says, dude? He says, respect the cock, the cock tame, tame the, the cunt. cunt. Oh, my God. It's the first lines out of this character's <laughs> mouth <laughs> yeah. in the movie. And dude. you're like, what? <laughs> what is this? And he's motivating these men that obviously are probably either incels or they're not good with women to figure out how to get women. That's his job. Yeah. And it's grimy. And it's just it's it's, it's he's just a real piece of shit. That's like the yeah, you that's get the whole point of his character. Yeah, is that he's just a piece of shit. But it's it's interesting. This movie, when we talk about Frank T. J. Mackey, or even every character in the movie besides John C. Riley, besides Jim, Officer Jim, all of these people in the movie are not good people but no. you realize why they're not good is because they're all damaged for some reason or yes. another mm-hmm. and yes. what we're what they're damaged from is it's like what is the 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 phrase um oh god i wrote it down in my notes because there's a few specific things that i wanted to make sure to bring up with you guys about this movie oh it's it's we suffer by the sins of our fathers that is a very very apparent laid out yes theme throughout this movie yes. is that we suffer by the sins of our fathers so because, i want to yeah. keep going with that keep going but i want to talk about that yeah yeah and we see that in frank tj Mackey. uh we see that in claudia we see that in stanley the little boy you know so there's a, a lot of that theme being thrown around in this in this film and to me, it brings me to the overall, which I won't, we don't have to talk about it right now, but what I think this movie is about. But either way, um, that's just a big, uh, a big thing that I wanted to point out is that we suffer by the sins of our fathers. And you could see that in Frank T.J. Mackey. And he is Frank T.J. Mackey because of what he went through with Earl Partridge, which was his father. Yeah. So, like, I, I agree with you 100%. That's something that's, that's apparent in the movie because I want to talk about Stanley for a second. So Stanley and Donnie are the same person. Explain just... who they are. You got to explain who they are for people. Okay, that haven't so, watched it cause... <laughs> okay, all right. So we have two characters in the motion picture that are literally like one is the future self of the other. Okay, you have uh, Donnie Quiz Kid Donnie Smith. Smith, yeah. <laughs> okay, played by William H Macy, who is famous. For one thing, for being like the smartest kid around in 1968, he won a ton of money, made some record on the show that's run by Jimmy Gator, and he became famous. Okay, the problem is, is that 
Then you have okay, so that, that's that's one person. Then you have this kid named Stan Stanley who's on the same show in quote unquote present day, and he is being run to shit by his dad who wants to think that he can become some type of actor. His dad who has auditions and is through his child's fame through his child's fame. He's he's being what they call like stage parent. That's what they call stage parents. Where they literally just use their child's fame to Pretty prop much, up yeah, themselves. themselves about their own for the money. And it's money too. Very much. And it's money. It's very much money because in one scene you see him holding a CLK brochure. Yeah. A Mercedes CLK. All right. So the these these Donnie and Stanley have this crazy amount of pressure on them because they're so smart that you know, it's it's literally destroying them from the inside out. So in the case point of Donnie, as soon as, becomes, as, soon as he has that quiz kid aspect of it, he, his life literally just gets destroyed. You know, he can't do anything right. He gets struck by lightning, apparently, which then <laughs> fucks up his brain, okay, which was the only redeeming quality he had at that point. And not only that, you find out that Donnie is hurting because he is gay but he he can't say that he's gay it's like he he, he in his life i guess maybe he's 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 dot he's homosexual but he, he couldn't really portray himself as that he, he don't even mention that aspect of the character you know that he is because of what he says and how he says it to people but you can see that he's someone that doesn't like himself because of the way his life's turned out because of him being quiz kid donnie smith okay I mean, and- he he definitely he definitely seems to be f- stuck in his past. Yes, right? he doesn't. Yes. He he's not um, for, for whatever reason. Like he's he feels like he's peaked, and that's as good as he's ever going to get. I've gotten, and like I just got to ride this as long as I can. Um, the kid, man. Uh, that man, that line where you need to be nicer to me, Dad. Oh my yeah. God, dude! Yeah, dude. because yeah, yeah. You know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? You know what I think like, was the like one point. solid moment of yeah. closure in this yeah. whole film. Just like yeah. you need to no. be nicer to me, Dad. Go and to you bed. know what? You know what it is. You know <laughs> yeah. what it is. You know what made me really pissed off? And I was like, Stanley, you need to fucking do your shit, dude. Just do what you want to do. Because the minute he shows up to his dad, his dad's asleep. If I had lost my kid, I'd be losing my fucking mind. Yeah, you know what I he'd mean. Already like, out. Like, he'd he, already he was like, out. "I'm not worried. I'm not worried about him. I know what's going to happen." So you guys want to get real trippy with this movie? Hold on, no, wait, wait, wait. Okay. But here's one thing that I want to talk about. But I think one thing is that there's one difference of why I think that Stanley is probably going to end up being a better human being or a better person in a, a more not better, not more. That's the wrong choice of words. He's going to be a more, uh, I guess, stable individual than Donnie per se, because. Donnie, for some reason, like he didn't have like an aha moment that he realized that he was just a plaything. You know what I mean? Where Stanley, as soon as he pissed his pants, you know, and he basically had like an aha moment, like a moment of clarity that he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And he kind of stood up and he left when the show was kind of like in the shitter when they had put the credits on. And then he then the the scene with okay, we're gonna talk about this, but I mean, the not scene to mention with the, the other guy was like nearly dying yeah. on stage. But when he when Stanley left and he was at the library and he broke into the library, okay, and then the 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 uh the frogs shit happened, which the raining frogs is solely trippy. But the raining frog scenes happened and then he's like, this is a thing that's happening right now. Like 
he realized that he's experiencing an event that is going to be historical and that he doesn't need to be inundated with facts. He can just live his life and enjoy what's on the outside because he's going to experience different things if he just stops what he's doing. <clears throat> I think, I don't know. That's just what I that's thought about your, him. Yeah, I mean, I there's no wrong. I don't think there's a wrong yeah. interpretation of it. But were you going to say, go ahead, unless Derek. you say the movie was bad? <laughs> yeah, no, then you're wrong. That's correct. Yeah. But, what was? Uh, uh, did they ever explain where the fuck the frogs came from? So the the idea behind that is is just again one like cataclysmic event that also brings them together, but something that could happen. And also, too, this goes a little bit deeper into it. So. Um, there's a scientist, I think his name is Charles Mort, and I think that um, Stanley was reading a Charles Mort book when the frogs dropped. He specifically studied, um, uh, I think his name is Charles Mort, I could be wrong on that, but he specifically studied um, events where, because uh, it's happened in the world where frogs, have, it's rained frogs or rained weird things. No. And because yeah, no, 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 that's hurricanes. real. No, 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 that's because they really get picked happened. up by like hurricanes and tornadoes, yeah, yeah. and they yeah. get just and they, they get held up in the stratosphere yeah. and they get dropped. And he studies like raining, whatever it is. And you got be fucking no, no, me, look right? it up. I'm being dead serious. And he's Stanley's reading that book, and as he's reading the book, the frogs fall, and he says, "This things, these things happen. These things happen. Like this really happens." Which also goes back to the story in the beginning, the three stories Holy in the shit, beginning, and the three stories at the end. Yeah. Yeah, not so, only that, if you watch and then the scene in Claudia's apartment, they do a zoom in on the painting just above Claudia's head by her door, and is and in the bottom of the corner it says, says "But it, it, but it did but happen." It did happen. But exactly. now that plays that's a double entendre that one. Yeah, yeah that go one, ahead. The double entendre with that one is that "but it did happen" means like okay, there's raining frogs. This does happen, and it's also her clarity. The whole zoom in on if, that is that like, um, wait a minute, I did get molested. This did happen. Because yeah. she's so, been living with like this uh, this thing in her head. I that, don't know. Like she doesn't yeah, know for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, was I was it was was it me in some yeah. weird kind of drug induced yeah. kind of like haze kind of thing, you yeah. know? And I'm about to Derek. I'll let you say what you're saying, and then I'm going to get even more deeper about this film. This is going to go ahead, dude. Let's do it. Let's off. do it. Let's do it. Go ahead, Derek. Go ahead. I'll let you. No, no, I'm good. Go ahead. go ahead. So, really interesting thing about Donnie and Stanley because okay, they're obviously ahead. they're obviously. You know, um, two halves of the same hole. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the different, a little bit of a difference is, is that Donnie himself, um, he did like so. There's subtext in this in this film and in the writing that his father stole his money and his pride, and he was left with nothing. Okay. Yes. Which the same damn thing could happen to Stanley. Okay. Yes. All right, but the difference is, is that he tried to escape like the feeling of of abandonment by unfortunately becoming a little bit more of a loser and not really having anything to place his focus on in life and not knowing what to do with himself. Yes. Because all he had was that show. Okay, which you kind of which you alluded to earlier. Where Stanley realizes he has more he's more intelligent than this show and he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah. He doesn't want to do the show. He real I think he already realized that he's doing it for his dad. But the really interesting thing that I really love about this movie, and I figured this out when I was writing my thesis because I'd watched it about 38 times in like the span of two weeks. In the point of the movie when Stanley goes and breaks into the library, 
Yes. Donnie's going and breaking into his job at the exact That's same true. moment. That's, That's true. That's happening on the same timeline. Yes. So like they're going through the same shit at the same time throughout the whole oh, movie. Fuck me, dude. That's it's awesome. genius, bro. It's genius. Okay. It's absolutely genius that their trajectory is the same, although it's going in two different directions. It's yes. the same. And they're having the same things happen. When when Philip Seymour not Philip Seymour, um uh William H. Macy or uh what's his name? Donnie. Donnie, Donnie the Quist Donnie. is having his breakdown, which is another amazing performance yes. Yes. in the bar. He's having this breakdown where he's drunk, expressing his love to the guy. It's happening on the same timeline where Stanley's like, I got to piss and I don't want to do this anymore. It's yeah. the same yes. shit happening at the same time. This movie is fucking brilliant, guys. Two I'm sorry. Once again, once again, once brilliant. again, once again, you have characters that are literally the same person but just at different points in their lives. And just going a little bit in a different direction, you know? Yes, but but yeah, but I'm saying like, like because they're in, they're, they're, they're going in different directions because in the sense that like, you know, up until the point where they break off, where Stanley says, be nice to me. That's when he breaks off of the same trajectory yeah. as Donnie. Yep. Because really, he would have been right behind Donnie. I mean, Donnie is him in 40 years. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yep. 100%. Donnie God, is him so in 40 years. If if Stanley doesn't have that fucking aha, I'm the fucking, I am the breadwinner of this family, I'm the reason why you have a fucking car and gas in your fucking car. Uh-huh. If, you know, and he doesn't have that aha moment where he doesn't want to be a part of this anymore and he leaves the stage, then his trajectory is the same as Donnie. Yep. He'll and- be... We forgot to mention, too, the funny thing on top of all of that, what Stanley is doing on that show is trying to break Donnie's record. And he says, he says, fuck it. He says, fuck it. I don't want that. I don't want any part of this anymore. Which is just so, guys, this movie is wildly good. (laughs) (laughs) It's wildly good. On top of that, on top of that, you have an annoyingly amazing Luis Guzman, which is Oh, gosh, he's so good. (laughs) And there's so many, like, really, like, Paul Thomas Anderson's comedy is very, like, subtle and strange. Yes. And there's so many, like, random funny things in this movie. And, and Luis Guzman is one of them. And you he's know? great in Boogie Nights, too. Like, he's, he's so fucking good. amazing. He's so good at everything he does. Because yeah. it's like, it's like he doesn't do characters. He does himself. He, he, he's Luis every Guzman. Movie. Yeah, yeah, he's Luis yeah, he's, Guzman. I mean, his character's name in this movie is literally Luis. That's his character's name in this movie. No, his I mean, name is Luis. Creative no, at his all. name is Luis Guzman. That's his yeah. name in the movie. <laughs> his full name is Luis Guzman. Yeah, he's yeah, credited that's... as Luis Guzman as playing Luis Guzman. Yeah, he's great, dude. Like I, 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 I love that guy. He's, yeah, yeah, he's like one of my favorite actors. But, but he, uh, but yeah, no, but like, there's that, and then let's okay. Here, I'm gonna fast forward a bit here. Okay, I'm gonna Guys, talk about something. Do it. Do it. Let's okay. wrap. Do it. I'm up. gonna fast. I'm gonna fast forward <laughs> it to the end with John C. Riley and Claudia. Let's do okay? it. Let's talk All about right, it. So, there's there, we're gonna talk. We're gonna jump around, everybody. Yeah, we're jumping it, around. That's what this movie does anyway. It's kind of it jumps moving, around. So we're gonna. Yeah. It's like we're like we're like doing fucking Woody Allen shortcuts here. So anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and, and you mean, at the end of the movie, Robert Altman. Maybe. Yeah. Robert 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 Altman. Yeah. yeah sorry, my bad. I'm a little, I'm a little drunk. Too old, drunk. So right, bro. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. A little Don't bit. ever I'm, mention Woody Allen's name ever again. I know. Oh fuck me. Oh, I did. The only Woody Allen movie I've actually seen is Midnight in Paris, which wasn't that bad, but it was pretty good. Anyways, um, 
That's the only one I've ever seen because every other one I've like, it wasn't I've never that liked. bad, but it was pretty good. It was okay. Shortcuts, <laughs> it was okay. By the way, real quick before you go into that, shortcuts is uh, you could tell that. Well, Robert Altman is is definitely an influence to Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. So is yeah. Stanley Kubrick and um oh god, what's the other one? Either way, it'll come to me. But either way, um shortcuts is a very very similar story as this, and that's a very apparent to me that he was inspired by shortcuts when when you said that. Which yeah, no. Julianne Moore was also in. So yeah, <laughs> no, okay. So, so okay, we're gonna we're gonna jump around, but like at the end, so we have the scene with Claudia in her bed crying, and John C. Riley's character Jim shows up, and he starts letting her know that everything that she does is not going to be a hindrance. That we need, I'm, I'm mad that you walk out on me. All this shit. Like she's basically seeing somebody who's a sense of stability that can be a sense of stability in her life, which is what she needs, basically. He, granted, he still doesn't know that she's a fucking cokehead and has uh, has major issues that need to be worked out, but she's seeing something there. Now, I have a question. This is more, I don't know, to you guys what you guys think. The end of the movie where she looks at the camera and she smiles. Mm. What's your opinion? So I'm going to go with Derek first before I go to you, Eric. What's your opinion of that one look? Where she looks at the camera and smiles. So, um, I you know I haven't forgotten. I, it, it echoes in my head every time I watch you know a movie of this caliber. Um, Eric said that you know every salt shaker is is intentional whenever they plan these kind of movies with these particular directors that that have this style. Um, and so I. I yeah, she glances up at this the camera, and he, I mean, I guess we don't know if she's breaking the fourth wall or not, right? Um, and I assumed that it was another aspect of this story that was over my head. The same with those first three sequences. Like, I must have missed something, some connection to make this make sense. Um, and I just, I just, I, I don't have a clue. I have no idea. I'll uh, I'll jump in because <laughs> of course I have I have an opinion and a clue. So uh, let, me, let me let me let me give you my opinion. Sure. Let me give you my opinion. I'm gonna give you my opinion. So I'm it's and it's weird because it's almost like I'm wondering if she's just a self destructive personality based on her dad, based on what her dad's done to her. Because the look and I wrote this down. It's like. It doesn't seem like a happy smile. It seems almost malicious in nature. Maniacal, yeah. Yes. And I'm just like, is it malicious? That's literally the question. Why is she smiling? Is it malicious? That was my question to myself. I was like, it doesn't seem like, it almost seems like she's found somebody who's not smart enough to deal with her bullshit and that someone she can hide her shit from and still kind of do and be like her mom the way her dad is to the way be be someone who can who who can be in a relationship like her dad is to her mom where she can probably still fuck around and that person will not fucking know at all like he's a scapegoat now like she can get him to bring her or something no 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 somebody that she could be married to and have a relationship with that's deep this is a deep not be committed at all but then but then no, no 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 They'll still be married. She'll still be in love with him, but she'll fuck around on him and he won't know because he's not going to be, he's not, he's not, I guess he's not 
suspicious smart enough of her. or suspicious of her because he's very trusting. He's too trusting. He's very, <laughs> he's too trusting because it's just like her mom. Her mom was the same way. So you're almost wondering if by him coming in like that, she's. it's like she looks at the camera and she's like, got him. So really, I've not heard that before. So I at first was like, "This no, he's wrong. <laughs> But now, like, I'm like, that is a very, <laughs> very clever and interesting way to look at that. And I don't think that that is a wrong way to look at it. Like, it's, I, I don't, don't know that's not what I see, but that is a really interesting way to look at that. At I that don't point. know, dude. I don't I, know. That's... I dig that. I'm not going to lie. I really do dig it. But I think my interpretation of it is a little bit more hopeful than yours. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Less dark. Yeah, a little bit. Which is weird what? because I usually love that what? shit. Hold on, know? hold on. Let me ask you a question. Eric, what the fuck are you doing? But you've been scratching that same fucking arm so I have for like, like an hour and a half. So I have a heroin addiction. I have a, yeah, I have a heroin addiction. So I do have fresh ink on my elbow. <laughs> And I can't, oh. I can't scratch it, and it itches really bad. So me doing this somehow is making it feel a little bit better on my okay. elbow here. So my oh, elbow, let me see. What'd you get? You can't really see it. It's moon. You're, it's also still swollen, and it's got a cloud. Is that You're anime style? Really no, it's not anime style. <laughs> no. No. Anyways, anyways. Um, dude, you know how much I would pay a tattoo artist to like accidentally tattoo some anime shit on you? Do you know how much I would pay someone to hunt you down and take your life? <laughs> all of a sudden, he's got like, all of a sudden, he's got like a wonder Eric, priority. Did you hire an assassin on the black market? Uh, yes, 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 I, I did. Yes, that was me. That was me. <laughs> I did do that. All right, um, now go back. Anyway. Go back to what you were saying so, there, um, Eric, Eric. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that. An interesting thing about that is that I, I I understand why you guys feel like it's maniacal and it could come across as maniacal for sure. And I think that there's an interpretation that could be that it's maniacal. I don't. I don't see it as that myself. What I see it as, that's the first time you saw her smile throughout the whole entire movie. Okay. Yes. This chick is damaged goods and it's with 100%. every right. With every right. Okay. Every I'm not right, saying, dude. No, yeah, I'm no, not no, saying no. that she doesn't deserve to be that way. But she's now, think about what she's been, if you think about her history, she's got a problem with drugs. She just finds dudes, then she sleeps with them, and that's it, and they're gone. She doesn't have anything that's consistent in her life besides drugs. And then she finds this man who just is falls in love with her from the moment he lays eyes on her, which is by coming to her house because there's a noise complaint. All right, and he's a cop. Mm-hmm. And he instantly feels this there's this blanket of protection i want to take care of you immediately and he's now sharing that with her at the bed saying like i want you to be with me if you're going to be with me you're going to be with me and he's being very if you're listening to what he says and it's hard to hear so i had to turn on uh subtitles like years ago to to hear what he was saying well yeah and they start his whole sequence long before he's on screen yeah like he's narrating other events yep so and he he's saying these wonderful things like I want to you know we can get through this together like you're not going to scare me you can tell me any all this stuff we're gonna we're gonna make this happen and I think for that one moment when she looks at the camera and smiles it's like wow it's someone who gives a shit about me see I I I can see that but for me it was like like I said. When she looked at the camera, the way she your smiled. Point. I see your point. I like it too. I'm not gonna lie. I, I like like it. I saw her. I saw her look at the camera, and that smile was like, 
fucking got him. Well, she does like, have a few moments. But she's that. not really like that. That's the thing. I, I don't well, know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. She's Jimmy Gator's daughter. And it seems like, in my opinion, like, I mean, I think for my, it's like, at the same time, remember, just talk about what you were saying with Stanley and Donnie. At the same time that she's fucking that random dude that she got at the bar, Jimmy Gator's fucking some lady in his office. Yep, yeah. At yeah. the exact same moment. At the exact same mm. moment. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's like you have all these people that like are like fast forward versions of themselves. But you know? okay, so so there are there are moments. That I mean, she that's has. a really good breakdown, dude. That's I've not heard that before. I really dig that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Fucking should have. I should have written your fucking sorry, pieces, bro. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Derek. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Derek. Well, there are moments that when 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 he's in her apartment and you know she's in the bathroom or he's outside of the room or something like that that you you catch undertones that could be. Um, I mean, at the time, I was thinking, well, she's just nervous because she's probably got drugs somewhere in the apartment, well, and she she's high, <laughs> and and there's a police officer right in front of her inter- interviewing her at that point. She's just nervous, but maybe she realizes that she can bend that in her own favor to, you know, either be a cover or or a source of, you know, protection and consistency and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's that's this is a this is a great talking point about this film, man. Like I just <laughs> I never thought about it that way from the from the the dark side of things. See, it's Eric, because you watch you watch movies in a shitty way. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Derek, don't you ever ever well, no, embarrass also, me like that again? Also, you also have to think about like like I mean, probably when Eric watched this movie, he was in the middle of college. So this is what, like 10, 15 years ago? Well, no, I mean, I've watched this movie. I no, but I'm mean, like, your the first thesis time aspect I, of oh, it. My, like, yeah, my, it was 12, 13, 14 years ago. Yes, so like, but you have to watch it through the lens of like what's happening now also, where yeah. in that time frame, I mean, you probably watched it a lot more times, but now oh, that we're actually I watched sitting, it at least, at the very least, twice a year. Once a year? year? Twice, twice a year? Okay. Yeah, I watch it a lot, yeah. But I mean, like, when, when you try to dig into like something like for me, like I haven't seen this movie literally since it came out on video when I was in college. Yeah, it was the last time I watched this movie. And Direct to DVD from the Hallmark Channel. Not really, no. But either way, like from <laughs> aspects of that, like I mean, like like watching it that first time, yeah, I enjoyed it. But watching it this next time, it was like it's a whole other story for me because, like you said, like there are things in this movie that I'm noticing now, like. Like, I almost like wonder if Phil is just some random horn dog dude too, to a certain degree, because there's that scene where he's flipping through the channels and you're just like he he lands on porn, you know? He's just like all of a sudden lands but on, and he, he stops. Yeah, but then he switches. But it's it. just he's like it's just Phil Seymour Hoffman's face because yeah. I always think of him in happiness too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. You Phil, know, Bill Parma is a, is a very interesting character as well. He is, you know, he is, he is, and he what is. he does and goes through in this film. Oh God, he's so good. He is so good too. Phil, we lost Dude, when a he's gem, standing man. there. When he is standing there behind Tom Cruise, when he just walks into the and room, he's, and he's staring and he's at him. Cr- oh, he's just crying, and he's out of focus. So he's not even the focal good. point. No. Yeah. He's but so he's good. still just acting. No, it's ass really off. funny. No, it's really funny. So I put on my Instagram story 
I put because I was watching it last night. I put still the best movie ever, and it's that sequence where he's crying when Tom Cruise is crying at the bed, and then they go to Phil. They go to Phil in the back, who's just teary eyed, and that was it. I was like, "This is because that is like such a great acting moment," and there's like no words really being said. He's just doing like just general body movement gestures. He's not. You don't have a good fix on him. You can't see him clearly, but you can absolutely know what he is experiencing and the emotions he's portraying are very evident in the back left corner of the screen dude and 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 it's just great because okay like i said we're jumping around a lot when it comes to phil parma he genuinely loves this old man like he genuinely cares for earl partridge in the scene where he gives him the morphine drops because he's a nurse he knows what the morphine drops mean because if you saw the oxygen wasn't in his nose when he gave him the morphine drops like he knows that when i give you these that's it that's it it's over concentrated morphine means it's over it's literally just a ticking clock that needs to stop at some point and when he gives him that it's like it's almost like someone who's there for like assisted suicide kind of thing. Like Hmm. he just feels so much pain for giving him that, even though he knows that he needs it. It's something that he needs. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that like that scene, that scene got to me hard because it makes me wonder like, like is, is that going to be something that could happen to me in the future or to someone I love in the future where we have to make the decision that, you know, we need to put this person on a morphine drip because there's just too much pain in their life. You know what I mean? Like it's time to say goodbye. And the way he did the scene was gorgeous. And okay. I can't, I mean, there's so many, we say, we've said it like six times already. So many good, uh, acting choices. Because it's because all these characters are fleshed out. The director clearly gave these actors and actresses clear direction guidance and Hmm. gave them maybe maybe certain i'm sure tom cruise probably was instrumental in developing what that character was me portrayed as but i'm sure that it was all by design right well here's 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 so i was reading some of the trivia like on magnolia on imdb i don't know if you guys sat down and read some of this i know everything there is to know okay (laughs) god so okay i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask you real quick eric who was the person that they wanted to play earl parches before jason robards i heard that they were originally looking for uh what's his name he was in the last fucking movie he was in why can't i think of it oh Fucking, he played the porn guy in 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 Boogie Nights. He wanted Who, him Burt to do Reynolds. It. Yeah, he Burt wanted Reynolds? Burt Reynolds to do it. Wrong. All right, so it was so, wrong. He wanted Burt Reynolds <laughs> to do it, but they well, got into way. a fight. Maybe maybe it was right. It was right. But I know that. Okay, according to the trivia, like he also approached George C. Scott. Oh yeah, that's because Jason Robards got sick. And then, yes. and then he got better. And then Jason, George C. Scott said, this is the worst script I've ever seen. Yes, yes, yes. Believe me, I know everything I know there is to know about Magnolia. But All he right, originally so. wanted Burt Reynolds to do it. And he said, no. He said, fuck off. So he said that apparently Scott threw the script across the room and said, this is the worst fucking thing I've ever yeah. read. The language is terrible. Yeah. And I just, I love Jason Robard, the way he played. And then he died a year later after this movie. This is his last movie that he did. But he, uh, yeah, like, I love how he's just like, 
Jason Robards is such a great actor that he doesn't give a shit what he says. I mean, he portrays it like perfectly. Like, I think it's great if you could have him in this movie and just like five years earlier, he's in fucking Son-in-Law. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking great. Yeah. Like, he's the... I love Jason Robards. I've and he always loved a, Jason Robards. He did such a killer job in this film. I feel he like did. everyone in this film could have been nominated for an Oscar. Like, every one of them could have been nominated for an Oscar. That's how good all of the <laughs> the roles were. You know, it's just... I was just so impressed with yeah the work that I, happened. I mean, there's so many different things. Like, and, and it's funny, just like you said, Derek. Like, I mean... This movie is great in the sense of you have people who are have a clear vision. You have a pr- director who has a clear vision. I mean, honestly, this is a pretty convoluted script. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely hard to. It's to not parse a one time. It's it's a hard one time viewer. I'll tell you that much. It is, and you have to like to me and and Derek. I don't know if you ever want to sit through this for three hours again, but the more <laughs> you watch it, dude, the more you're like, oh my god, this is genius. And it's it's one of those movies that you it takes. I've watched this movie a hundred and fifty thousand times. It feels like at this point, and every time I watch it, I'm like, geez, this is something new. This is something fresh. This is awesome. I have a new viewpoint on this part that happened here. It's like, like at a, the end with a smile. Exactly. <laughs> now I have a new one. You know, so it's such a beautiful film in that aspect. That yes, if you don't like it the first time, it's probably going to be hard for you to give another three hours to it. But if you do. You're probably gonna find something that you're like, "Oh wait, this is this is this is good. This is so, so special." Derek, let me ask you a question. What did you think about that scene where they're singing the song? <laughs> oh, what was your what was your opinion about that, dude? Um, I mean, at that point in the movie, I was already comfortable with okay. Um, with weird there shit are, happening. <laughs> well, no. Um, there are, and, and P.T. Anderson is not the only one, but I think he does a really good job of often he'll tell a story that really doesn't have, it doesn't make a lot of sense until you get like the final key at the end of the story. Like the last 10 minutes of the movie, you'll get some clarity, some nugget of information that ties everything you've been watching thus far all together. And so by that point, I was comfortable with yeah most of this doesn't make sense to me in this moment i'm i'm still waiting for that nugget at the end that i know is coming to tie it all together and give me some cohesive understanding of what the hell all this shit has to do with itself and in reality what was happening is he's just very slowly telling you the story of how these lives are interwoven without necessarily knowing i mean that's all that's that it, it wasn't some pivotal piece of information at the end it was just really slowly being told to you. Yeah. 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 And I mean, the first time I viewed it, I had probably the same reaction, but the first time I watched the movie, I was pretty enamored with it for some reason. And like, I was like, I need to watch this again immediately. And I did, but like, <laughs> um, the, what, you, well, before I tell you what I think, what did you think of it? Tomas like the so the also to the aspect is there's a point in the about two hours and 20 minutes into the movie where they're listening to a song and they're cutting between each one of these characters and they're each yes. singing the entire song yes you know that's 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 the thing with that scene that scene for me I don't know man I think that was I don't know if they're all listening to the song I just think that P.T. Anderson threw it in there for the aspect of this is something 
in this motion picture that connects everybody, that everybody's connected. So I'm going to connect everyone with a song that no one's really yeah. listening to except for Claudia. Claudia's the only one really listening to the song, I think, in my opinion. But everyone else is singing it because everybody's connected to them. Yeah, he was just else. giving you a firm anchor point that they are all I think that's not only is. influencing that's each other, but living the same, yeah, living lives in close proximity to each other and yes. experiencing similar things uh, or disparate yes. things, but that they're clearly all linked. That was the moment. Yeah. Like, that's, I, that's the only signifying thing I got out of that sequence. Well, there's. I, like, like, it, I don't think that, that Jimmy Gator was actually listening to that song. No, he was. He was. So, he was? Yeah, yeah. So this is. This ties into coincidences again. This is another coincidental thing that all these characters are listening to this song at the exact same time. Really? And not only are they listening to the song at the exact same time, is the parts that you're hearing them sing directly correlate to oh, their yeah. character To each of their stories. Directly correlate to each one of their stories. So yes, they are actually listening to those songs. And they're actually listening to the song at the same time. Again, another coincidence. So, <laughs> so here's yes. here's here's why I think that may be wrong. Because I'm not. Earl Partridge. <laughs> I'm not wrong about this. I know. I think oh, you're wrong. Off. I think you're wrong. No, I think you're I'm, wrong. I'm here for it. What you got? For the record, <laughs> Eric for me, is probably think, right. But fuck off, Eric. <laughs> fuck off, Eric. Fuck off. Because I think you're wrong, dude. Because I think because then you have the aspect of Earl Partridge who's just took liquid morphine. Mm-hmm. How is he going to be awake enough to even sing that fucking song, bro? It doesn't even. It doesn't. It's a movie. It doesn't matter. They, oh, they see, are, that's bullshit. Though. They are listening. I they are, bullshit. I understand. <laughs> I understand. You want to think about it, like okay, if he's on morphine, he can't. They're listening. Every each one of three of them are like in a car listening to the music on okay. the radio. I they believe are, that. They are legit all listening to that song and singing it at the exact same time. This isn't this isn't like a metaphor. This isn't a fluff part. This is part of okay. the main okay. goddamn storyline of this is movie where, being a coincidence. <laughs> this is this is where I think that fucking PT Anderson is bullshit at that point. Because then, <laughs> because then about him like that. <laughs> you know because it's like I I I I I'm, 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 I'm singing his but, praises. Oh God. I'm singing his praises as a director of, of, of faith and of, of, of a vision of understanding his, his work. And then you're telling me that all these people are listening to the same fucking song and you have this old Look, fucking oh dude God. who's probably like oh 90% dead is listening to this song and singing it. He doesn't <sighs> give a shit about this song. Bruh, he's, okay. thinking, he's thinking about fucking Bugle Boy Bunny with this fucking Anderson sisters or whatever the fuck they're called. Bruh. That's all he's thinking about, dude. Bruh. And he's thinking about banging some other chick in 1961 with his fake ass cigarette. You think he's going to sing about some random 90s like fucking song? Fuck that shit. Dude. I, I, I call bullshit. It's okay. It's not. You're. It's. They were listening to the song. Hold on. Sorry. Hold on. Sorry, hold guys. On. Hold on. Sorry listen, to, to listen. break this to you. They were listen. listening to it. Oh my gosh. I'm reading a whole point. Eric. <laughs> yes, yes. Eric, shut the fuck up. The last, you're totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they were absolutely all singing the same song. And Thank yes, you. they were singing lines. No, Eric, you're still fucking wrong. Fuck you. Thank you. No, no, no. He's, he knows I'm right. He knows I'm right. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I it didn't take me out of it either. I I, I like no, no 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 no. I like yeah. Okay no. I'm, I'm, I'll for all intents and purposes, it did not take me out of the scene. But 
I'm gonna go ahead and stay with the aspect of it being metaphorical. It's not. It's, I want to believe though, it is, but it's not. But oh, I, I really God. don't what, give a what, shit. No, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Moving the fuck on. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So let's talk about. Okay, another scene that I want to talk about is. Let's talk about just because we mentioned it and we mentioned you know, you know Frank's character, Mac- Mackie's character, TJ Mackie's character, but I want to talk about that scene where he's with uh, Earl. Okay, just in general. Okay. Let after, me ask you a question. After Seymour, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's excellent sequence. Yes, but I'll talk about this. I want to talk about like Tom Cruise's scene in that motion picture, which was great. It's not as good as the scene with the reporter, I think, but it's just as, as fucking fantastic. Anyways, just the amount of emotion that he's portraying, and that and that he's just bringing to the table in that one scene is very true to anybody who's had any type of you know, issue with like a family member or anything like that. It just seems very raw and very real in that sense where, you know, he's literally has all these daddy issues and he's just, it's just all bubbling to the surface in that one scene, which is how hard was it to sympathize with that asshole? And you did. Honestly, but you did. Honestly, oh, yeah. Absolutely. But you did. Totally it, fucking yeah. sympathize with yeah. him. It, and he's uh, a it, dick. That's called amazing acting and amazing directing. Yeah. It, it wasn't yeah. hard at all because I've known people, I've experienced that for myself. You know, that kind of that kind of pain in a sense. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've I've had I mean not to his extent, but I'm saying in general that I've been in that realm of possibility with that those kinds of problems, you know, in my mind. You know what I mean? So it's it it was very apparent to me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's something that I've that I I've had to deal with on my own myself. So it's I totally totally. I mean, I'm not a fucking toxic masculine person like him, but I totally can. Uh, I guess you could say uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you can understand that perspective yes. on that portion of his life 100%. because people are multifaceted, and even yep. assholes. Or sometimes cool. Yeah, well, smug, I like Eric. Smug, arrogant bastards can be sometimes nice. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, what I'm saying, like yeah, but, yeah. but like, but the, the I wanted to say one thing. That yeah. one scene where he's like, "I'm not gonna cry." I'm not gonna cry for you. Oh God, dude. So like that. I was just like, "Fucking guy!" Like I'm not gonna cry. And then the scene where Jason Robards' character like he passes away. That that scene hit me hard. Because that's exactly how my grandfather passed away. That whole like very short breath kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they just it just oh. stops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and that person just is gone. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And you're just dude. like, fuck. It's painful. Yep. Yeah, dude. I was it, just like And it's well done and it feels real, you know? And it's it's especially when you I think that the, the, the most telling thing is what you guys said is that Frank TJ Mackey is a piece of shit. Okay. He is. In this 100%. movie, that's just his, he is a piece of shit. But you completely, they develop exactly why he's a piece of shit. And then at the end, you're sympathizing with the guy like, oh, this is why this makes sense. I feel, I kind of feel bad for him. This you is know, how he got this damaged. Yep, yep, yep. He's damaged goods. And that's the that's the like through line, man. All of these characters are damaged goods, man. All of mm-hmm. them. Yes. Down to full Parma. They're all damaged goods. You know? They all have some issue that happened to them in their past that has affected them in a way. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe uh, Phil has uh, a thing because he handles ICU hospice people. Maybe he didn't get someone in time in his own family. Maybe there's something he was able to help in his own time. Who knows? Who knows? There's a. I mean, you don't really know a lot about Phil's character, but you can see that he truly cares about his patients kind of thing. So it's just like... Or at sure. least this one. Or at least this one. Or at least this one. Or at least this one. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just it's it's crazy what you see in this movie and and the type of the the human interaction and human uh, just emotion that's show up in this movie is just is just insane. It's insane. Did you guys realize that Tom Cruise is only in the movie for about I think fifteen minutes? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, he's in a movie for a very small amount of time. Um, I think it had to do with budgeting. They couldn't afford him for that. But interesting story, real quick, a little little trivia about Magnolia, how Tom Cruise got involved. He saw Boogie Nights and was like enthralled, he said. And he like wanted to meet with PTA and was like, hey, I'd love to talk and, you know, meet up. So PTA was invited to come talk with Tom Cruise while he was filming Eyes Wide Shut with Stanley Kubrick. And Stanley Kubrick is like a, a hero of Paul Thomas Anderson. So we got to go to the set and meet meet Stanley Kubrick, and then also meet <laughs> Tom Cruise. But this, there's a really funny story, and I think I watched him. He told this story on like, I think it was on Charlie Rose or something. I was saying it's really funny because this was years ago too. He's many. He was young. This is like right after Magnolia came out. I mean, and it was he, on Charlie Rose. Yeah, but <laughs> Charlie Rose has been out for a hundred years. So, um, but he says he said like I met Stanley Kubrick, and. <laughs> I think the guy hated me. <laughs> he said, like, you know, you meet your heroes, you meet your heroes, and your heroes sometimes don't turn out the best. So, like, that's why I probably should never meet Paul Thomas Anderson. But he said he was on the set of Eyes Wide Shut. Is this, is this Tom Cruise or PTA saying this? PTA saying this. He goes, okay, I, was okay, on okay. The, I was on the Turns set of... Out PTA also hates Blue of Valentine. <laughs> no, um, no, he, <laughs> no, he doesn't. But anyway, um, so he he said he's on the set here of of Eyes Wide Set, and he said he was like kind of like wow, there's not a lot of people here. So like to strike up conversation with Stanley Kubrick, I said, hey, do you always work with a set this small? And he said that Stanley Kubrick looked at him and he goes, yeah, you need more people than this, and walked <laughs> and walked away. And he, goes, <laughs> he goes, that was the extent of of his his conversation with Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> I was like, damn, what a, like, that's like, it's funny in retrospect, but he said, I like, it was like a shot to the gut, like, shit. But then, not worth my time or conversation. Pretty much. And like, you're, you're talking to like one of the greatest filmmakers that ever lived in the great, one of the greatest filmmakers ever lived is talking to another one of the greatest filmmakers that ever lived. And he's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And like, and, um, which is, which is totally perfect for Stanley Kubrick. I know, which makes perfect sense. Like, you know, so, but, uh, anyway, so they, they met, they were in England, I think. And, and he said he, he showed him the script and, and Tom Cruise was like, I'm in immediately. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, Interesting. Yeah, Another scenario where all these people are interwoven with their I lives. know, I know, I know. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. All right, so anyways, no, no, but the, uh, there was one thing that I thought was hilarious. I was reading some of the trivia. So it used to be, if you used to call that number 877-TAME-HER. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was an actual number yeah, and you could yeah. call it and, and hear called it Tom Cruise carrying yeah. his thing, yep. seduce and destroy pitch. Yep. His, <laughs> yep. No, I don't think it works anymore, but I called it back in the day. I remember oh being really psyched God. about it. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. Like there's so many things I read in this and I'm like, 
Wow, dude. Talking about a phone number that's forever tainted. Like, 877 tame her. (laughs) And there was a website too that brought you to, there was the the Seduce and Destroy Red site that brought you to the Magnolia website if you you clicked on it. It's probably like an Aflac customer service number now or something. com brings you to everyone. <laughs> no, the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is this is gonna be. So I was reading some of the trivia. So I, I don't know if you know about this. You probably know this. Did you did you know about the interview that PTA had with Mark Marin? Yeah, dude. I, I mean, because I, I listened to it. <laughs> oh, okay. You heard it. Okay, of course you heard it. But it says he says he's replied. He's like, uh, had the, if he had the opportunity to he recut the, the film, shit would he? Yeah. He's like, I say, he's like, it's way too fucking long. Yeah, yeah. That was like, I remember when I first listened to it, it was years ago because it came out. Well, not years ago, probably like oh, five, 2015. Yeah, 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 the, five, the, the thing was 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, I was like so psyched because I hadn't heard him on a podcast before, and it was like two hours. So I was like, really like. But when he got to Magnolia, because I was so excited to hear him talk about Magnolia, and he was like, that was the first thing he said. He goes, I would cut the shit out of it if I could. It's too long. And I was like, damn, I don't I don't agree with that. I think it's perfect. You asshole, I don't like you yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no. the master comes out. This is amazing. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but he also has gone on record. This is saying, a long movie. I don't know if he, yeah, I don't know if he still feels this way, but he's gone on record saying that I think this is the best movie I'll ever make. And Phil Philip Seymour Hoffman said I, that will be the best movie I've ever been in. That's what he said. So I think that's not the case with me. I think my favorite motion picture with Philip Seymour Hoffman is Along Came Polly because he's fantastic in it. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's you're you're off. No, no, no. <laughs> I think he's amazing in that motion picture, and I will he take is good it to in my it. Grave. He's great. He's great in everything. He's great, he's he's great as funny. just. He's, he's great as just he's he's hilarious as just a dirty yeah. fucking dude. Yeah, it's just that that guy's like I think we need to go because I think it's sharded. And yeah, he's, just, yeah. he's funny and he's great, but he's, I. He said, "Like I think that oh, yeah, Magnolia yeah. is the best film that I've I'll ever be in." I don't in. think I don't and, think I've ever seen him in a bad scene no. ever. And uh, I wonder if Paul, like, I'd love to ask Paul Thomas Anderson that question. So if you're listening, Paul Thomas Anderson, which I know you are, <laughs> just hit us up. Don't on call Instagram. him. I should, He's just gonna fanboy all over just, you. Just I hit think us I should, up on Instagram. Should yeah. I add him when we do this on when I post this on Instagram? I'm sure he does not have an Instagram, but if he did, please, <laughs> yes, I would want you to. I I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna do that. I'm I gonna highly do that. doubt Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm gonna has do it. Instagram. I'm gonna do it once we once whenever we decide to release this episode. I'm gonna I go know. ahead. Six months from now, when it comes out, we'll, uh, we'll oh, at shit. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes, yes. Anyways, but all right, so. I don't know. I mean, I mean, just, I mean, just, I mean, we've always talked about how budgets and shit like that for this motion pictures, but let's talk about this one, dude. Whenever we talk about it, I mean, we're talking 1999, 98, probably when they filmed this movie, probably 97, 98, when they filmed it. I mean, this motion picture, as far as anything, the budget itself, let me see, where was the budget? Uh, It made, so the budget was $37 million. Oh, shit. Worldwide, it made forty-eight. Yeah, that's that's classic Paul Thomas Anderson, man. The reason yeah, yeah, why he the reason why he continues to get to make movies is because they're critically acclaimed. It's not because yes. they're box office. They, bo- they always they always they're always awards heavy. They're always yeah. awards heavy. He's there. He doesn't. He doesn't do well. He's aftermarket. He does really good aftermarket. He's great. Yeah. on DVD and streaming and stuff like that. But as far as in the theater, he never makes a ton of money. I've never seen The Master. What? No. Oh god, never it's seen good. it. Good. Oh god, it's good. 
I've seen Punch Drunk Love, and I'm not real happy with it. I don't really care about so it too Punch much. So Punch Drunk Love was my least favorite of his films until yeah. I watched it like a couple years ago, and I was like, this is so much better than I thought it was. I, I I don't know why. It just took me years to really appreciate it. It's not my favorite of his. It's not even in the top half, but it's still a lot better than what I thought. Yeah, no, but I've never <laughs> seen The Master. I've never sat down to watch oh, The Master. Oh, man, it's but so way. good. It's so good. But I don't know if we can do, do, we need to do a Paul Thomas Anderson perspective here, bro. I but, mean, if you guys want know. to, I'm down. <laughs> no, you no know. we're not. We're not I'm doing just that. saying. I'm here for we're it. Not, we're not doing that. Okay, all right, so. Well, you're lost. Right, well, <laughs> I think I'm okay. All right, so, you know, basically, so that's that's it. I think I think we've basically talked about the movie enough, unless there's something that you want to talk about from the movie. And Eric, is there something you want to talk about um, more? Or but, Derek, is there anything else you want to talk about the movie? Anime? Oh, Jesus Christ. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Hold on. I want to ask Classic. one question. I want to ask one question. Do you think that Jimmy Gator's wife didn't know about him cheating on her? No, I think she knew. I think she knew, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think she For knew. For sure. I, I think the aspect she didn't, of she didn't the know. She didn't know about the the molestation. Yeah, he didn't know, and that was very apparent well, I think by her reaction. The way that it sounded was like she suspected and didn't want it to be yes. No, I don't know if that's the case. Like I, she didn't know for sure, but she was like, maybe it could have happened. No, I, I don't. Oh, oh, with the daughter or with the the, the chief? With the daughter. With oh, the daughter. Okay. Because okay. it seemed like she she'd had this lingering thought in the back of her mind, but kept just you know shutting it down. It wasn't yeah. happening. There's no way it would be happening. Yeah. And then whenever he admits it, she's not surprised. She's well, terrified that she he was right. Admit it, which is also just this, such a coward piece of shit move. Yes, he doesn't. But he, he doesn't. He says, "I don't know," which is bullshit. You know. Oh, and and the best part about the aspect of him is that he tries to kill himself, and then of course the frog stops him, and then of yeah. course it's like he's gonna have to, and, and it's perfect because he's such a, I guess a, a, a shitty individual, a shitty person that he's like God's telling you you're gonna have to fucking you're living through this, yeah, you're gonna live, live through, through this, it, you're gonna die, you're gonna find die. a way to make it right or yeah. something. You're no, gonna no, no, die no, no, with, no, no, you're gonna die with this pain and guilt. So that's what exactly it is. that. Not only this pain, emotional pain and guilt, but you're gonna die with this physical pain because he's gonna be in major pain from the cancer, and he's gonna do it alone because his wife exactly. and his daughter are deuces. They're yeah, gonna bleed his fucking there. ass dry. Yep. And she said to him too, like that was when she left the house. I was like, damn. And she's like, you deserve to die alone. I was yeah. like, mm, <laughs> not wrong. I mean, you're right. Yeah, you, you know. So like, you got that shit, girl. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, all right. Yeah. So, I, okay, that was cool. I was just like, I was like, I was wondering, I was like, how it worked out with that. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, no. I, I mean. I mean, there's, all, so, there's so much to talk about the film. I think we talked about some major points. There's just so – we haven't even scraped the surface of what we've been going through. Today. I loved when he made him return the money to the electronic store. Oh, He was just going to let him off. No, no. He didn't make him return. He was going – he was climbing back up there to return the money, Donnie. He was. When he, when he fell off right, the Right, right, right. But like um, – what? God. Riley. Yeah. Uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah. Officer, Jim. Officer Jim. 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 Officer, Jim. Officer Jim realized what's going on, and as an officer, he has to either turn him in or maybe give him a chance to finish rectifying his own mistake that he was already in the process of trying to rectify. And he let him do it. And yeah. let him off the hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. 
He really is. I said it earlier. He's the golden retriever. Isn't he just like the sweetest guy? Like he's just just the sweetest, kind guy. Like he doesn't. When he's crying when he lost his gun, I felt so bad for him. Dude. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. It's, it's like you were such a nice dude and you just No, and here's my here's my question, dude. Why did the gun show up at the end? That was just like, like how did that it was show up? that was just like here's a strike of good luck for you so you're not a you're not a laughing stock at the force like this but is how like did... the universe saying here's your gun pretty the much you're a good took, guy. But, but but the worm took his gun. Like what the fuck dude? Like how did it show up there? It, why well, did, I mean, why did also, it rain flog? Why did it rain he, flog? He <laughs> has all those other moments that are like super redeeming. Like he he lets um the kid he he listens to him rap. He like he's like whatever, you know, I'll 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 hear you out, whatever which, you which yeah. that rap did tell you who killed if you listen yes. closely, they told yes. you who killed yeah. who killed the guy. Yes. And then also too, really interesting trivia about that rap. It was written by Fiona Apple, who was dating Paul Thomas Anderson at the time. Yes. And she's also um the voice of the person that um, when Phil was calling looking for Frank, and it was a woman that's like, I don't know. Oh, like, Janet, that's, Janet. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's 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 Fiona Apple, and also too, most of the drawings that you see, like of the music that, artist, right? Yeah, same the, Fiona the music, yes. yeah, okay. same one. And most of the drawings of the magnolias, in which there's a drawing of a magnolia in almost every scene, she drew. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it was funny. Like it was great when it's like the like you know how like Tom Cruise's character has those two douchebags with him. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, she's like she's oh, no, 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 no. basically. Yeah. She's not Janet. I'm sorry, Janet's the guy, the girl, not Janet. So Phil calls. He's someone. calling around trying to find. Yeah, and it's the, the first. Yeah, Janet. The no, Janet. No, that's not Fiona Apple. The first person that she that that he's talks to on the phone, he calls like, "Hey, is this is there a Frank or Jim here?" And she's like, "It's a woman." And she's like, "No, this is not that." And he keeps asking questions. He dialed the wrong number. It. He's just going yeah, to the phone it wasn't, book. That was her. Janet was. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I thought Janet was her. Oh, you're talking about like the first person that answered the call. The that first, was a dude, though. That wasn't her. No, it was a no, girl. It was a girl. Yeah. It was a girl? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, it sounded a girl. like a dude to me. Yeah. Anyways, but either way, okay. But yeah, but I, I can totally see that shit was great, dude. But I mean, the whole, the, everything was good. Like, I mean, even, even Marcy. Oh, Marcy was amazing. You see, like, as soon as he finds the dead body, he's like, Who's this? <laughs> Don't you go in my off. Don't you go in my bedroom. Don't you go in my closet. There's nothing there. Isn't that an interesting way to start this film? I am calm. You are screaming at me, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what a way to start the movie, Officer like, Jim. And the way he's just like, he's just like, like you need to calm down. Yeah. I am calm, goddammit. Yeah. He's like, you you are not calm. Marcy, do not move that couch. She's moving the whole couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Anyways, yeah, no. It's, it, this movie this movie's great. It's so very I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna um, let's go ahead and move to the uh, the the ratings portion of our episode. Um, I'm gonna go with mine first. I'm gonna give this movie a solid eight. I mean, I'm gonna go with it because I think it's a great flick. It's not perfect by any means, but it's wrong. It's got, it covers. <laughs> it covers. It, for me, it covers the bases to a degree, and I think that it, it's it probably could have been done like he says. Like it, there are certain things in the movie that probably. Could have been cut out to a certain to a to a degree, in my opinion. Like, you know, I don't know if I really needed all the the Stanley shit per se, even though because you had Donnie there. I mean, it was just there are certain things about the movie that probably did need to be there, but we're okay. We we did it didn't hurt the flick at all. It may not need to be there, but it didn't hurt the movie. But all in all, the movie was a fantastic flick. I'm gonna go and give it a a, a solid eight. Derek. Mm. 
It's my movie, sir. You go. No, I want to know your rating first. Because <laughs> this is actually my movie, Derek. This is make or break our relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you guys know how I break it down, right? Uh, how well it was made and then how much I enjoyed it. How well it was made out of five. Uh, I gave it a 4.9. Okay. So nearly a perfect score. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are some aspects of this film that I, I'm i probably docking at points because it didn't use technology that probably wasn't available at the time. So then don't knock at points for that. 4.9 it is. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and how much I enjoyed it. Again, out of five. Um, this is really good. It's a really good movie. Um, it's not the absolute best movie I've ever seen, in my opinion. I think uh, to, to hit that mark, you start getting to like favorite movies realm and there's kind of X factors that make a movie just stand out for some people. It's not necessarily how well it was written or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but how much I enjoyed it. I put uh, a 4.2. Holy shit. Shit. Holy. Which, wow. Shit. Derek. Derek, Derek this, this movie. This is a, you made this a <laughs> you 9.1. Give this a 9.1, Derek? Yeah, I give this a 9.1. Oh my um, god. You totally you've like totally like given this guy my like you gave, brain is exploding. I thought we were going <laughs> to fight, dude. <laughs> he wasn't well, Let me give you my real score now, okay? No, you're lying. I'm messing. No, 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 yeah, 9 9.1 is where I'm at. Um wow. I wow. I do want to note that just a few episodes ago we watched The Professional um and I gave that a 9.3. That's fine. And I'm still very thinking about those head. two. I, I think that stands. I'm still comfortable. I, I, I definitely enjoyed the professional a little bit more. Um, yeah. For whatever reason, I don't necessarily know why. Yeah. It's because you like, you know, like senseless action and shitty movies. Uh, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it tugged at the heartstrings a little bit better, honestly, is what I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Magnolia um, absolutely had, oh man, some really flawless storytelling and character development and and acting dear god some of the some of the 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 portrayals that we've seen here in this movie are really fucking good they're really good i still didn't like a lot of these characters i didn't i didn't get attached to them um and maybe i think that's kind of that's on purpose well and and then that that's kind of maybe that's a feeling that i look for i enjoy in a movie for whatever reason and Mm. so this this didn't have a lot of it but um, a fantastic movie for anyone who appreciates cinema. I would highly rate this film, and it, it it's broken the nine barrier, which means that it is an absolute must watch. Damn, for real, Eric. yeah, Damn. definitely. Um, I give definitely. you a hug, bro. I would give you a hug and a smack. <laughs> I give you a solid smack, five fingers on the butt. If if you have the choice between this and Blue Valentine, the choice is not a choice. It is clear you need to make listen a good I, decision I, for a good movie, that not a shit movie. Listen, listen. <laughs> Listen, you were doing really well there for a moment. Okay. I do agree with you. This film is better than Blue Valentine, but I'm not. You get, gotta. Which relax. many, many films are. Oh, my God. All right. So, my rating on this film, guys, is going to be, of course, high. You guys know this. So, there is no such thing as a perfect film, they don't exist. Okay. So. To give it a 10 would mean that I think it's perfect. I okay. beg to differ, but um, sure. Do I think the film is perfect? Is do I think it's... it's No, but is it perfect for me? 
Yes. Is it the closest <laughs> thing? Is it the closest thing to perfection I've ever seen? Yes. Mm, this film. Question. I'm. I'm give, shut up. <laughs> it's my time to talk. <laughs> I am giving this film, and it probably will be the only time this will ever happen. This film will be getting a ten from me today, guys. Mm. Oh shit! So here's my question. Nope, not answering any questions. The podcast is over. You mentioned <laughs> that um, this is the perfect film for, or the closest for thing me. to a perfect film for you. Um, and that it is not a perfect film. No. And that such a thing doesn't exist. They don't. Are you arguing that those two are the same thing? No, they're not. The most perfect film is the film that you love the most? Um regardless of how shitty it might be. So, so <laughs> Well, we're not talking about this one because we both know it's not shitty. <laughs> so, Agreed. But, but Agreed. either way, I don't think that there's like there's no film that's going to be perfectly made. But I do, and I do think a film being perfectly made or a perfect film doesn't exist. But a perfect film for you exists. I think that that exists, and they're two different things. They're not the same thing. Because you're inferring that your perfect film <laughs> is a perfect film because you have perfect taste. Fuck no. off. No. <laughs> I think my taste is better than your taste. Yes. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm already but showing no, you movies that were that better. Perfect, okay. Perfect taste? No. No, I, I I also don't think my tastes are better than well, I think my taste is better than some people, but I don't think my tastes are better than some people. But not not you guys, but I do think that a perfect film and a perfect film for a human is two different things because I know there's, there's flaws in Magnolia, but it's just so close to perfect with the acting, the directing, the writing, the cinematography, the choreography of the scenes. This film is so close to perfect that it will have a 10 in my heart and it will, (laughs) it will be, and and it will have a 10 on this podcast. And it probably will be the only... I don't know if I'll ever give another 10. I don't Let me fucking tell you about Tokyo Godfathers, dude. (laughs) I swear I'm going to make you watch that film someday. It's anime? It's the best. Please. Please, Tomas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Whatever. We agree. Magnolia is fantastic. It's a great flick. It's a fantastic film. It is a a film masterpiece. Thank you. I agree, guys. So I'm right, glad so, you picked it, Derek, too, and I'm glad we. Yeah, so am it. I. So am I. It's been a long time since I've always wanted to watch it again. I just never really did. Mm. I'm glad I had the opportunity to watch it again. So okay, so let's go ahead and go to our top shelf. All right, do top you guys, shelf. Do you guys pictures. remember what my top shelf was last week? Because <laughs> I don't. Because I think what I'm what I have this week was the same one I did. Gonna have last to pick week. a different one, buddy. Damn it! I let's don't remember. This. All right, I'm gonna go with mine real quick. Uh-huh. All right, so my top shelf this week is kind of. Basic, but for some reason I got caught up in it. So it's a show that came out about four or five years ago on CBS. It's now on Paramount Plus. It's a series called SEAL Team. It's literally about uh, what they call they're called Tier One Operators. What used to be called SEAL Team Six. Now they're just now they're called Tier One Operators. That's what they're called now. Even though it's the same guys, same group of guys, you know, I mean, same organization um, in the Navy and. There's about four seasons of it on regular CBS. Now, it's moved to Paramount+. Plus. I've been watching the first season, 
And it's a fantastic show. Like the cinematography is great in the show. Like the action is amazing for it to be a, a, a network like show. I mean, it's they follow. They basically do a lot of things that you would expect that are the navy, the SEAL team to do. And like the the, the raids are fucking amazing. Like the scenes are great. That what I think about cinematography is that like whenever they're on mission, half of the mission is in night vision. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. I actually like that. So it's actually pretty damn cool. Like I'm not even gonna I like lie. How like, it's pretty Zero Dark cool. Thirty was. Yeah. So like, like whenever they're on mission, most of it, of course, because it's uh, most of it is at night. Is like, it's in night vision. Like you, it's in night vision. That's where the camera, the like, camera is, is it, in is night it, vision mode. Is it? Are we talking about like uh, infrared, black and white, or is it all green tone? Green. It's all green. Okay. And so, like, and like, and it's crazy because they cut away, you know, to like regular and then a green tone just to give you an aspect of what they're looking at, per se. You're not looking at it through their view, you're seeing it on the outside. But then there's one thing that's really cool is like, whenever they go to green tone and they, they point their gun, you see the lasers because in, whenever they go to the real tone, you don't see the laser. Yeah. You see the point, you see the point that's part of on their, their body. It's part of their, uh, what is exactly. that, that, head, that heads up display thing? Yes, yes. So you see the laser and it's cool as shit because at some scenes you see like these guys doing whatever they're doing and they got four lasers on them and they don't even fucking know. <laughs> like it's cool as fuck. But like there's a lot of cool action scenes. Like I said, the cinematography is great. The story is good. Like in the beginning, it's kind of like a, a I guess you could say a bad guy of the week kind of mode. But near the end of the first season, it gets into more of a story where that stuff was kind of leading into. You know what I mean? Like, like we're leading, we're killing all these bad guys, but they lead up to this big bad kind of thing. So it's mm-hmm. it's a cool it's a cool concept. I've like I said, I'm I'm almost done with the first season. I want to start sitting and watch the other seasons, but that this week is my is my uh, is my uh, top shelf this week. Hmm. Nice, nice, cool, nice, nice. You want to go, Derek? Sure. Um, so the first thing I'm going to mention here is a show called um, Vox Machina You only get Origins. one. You only get one, Derek. One. That's it. And it doesn't really count as a top shelf because it doesn't come no, out until this coming Friday. This, oh, God. So how, wait, so you haven't even seen it yet? So all it's I've seen it's, is it's the trailers. And, it's because, and oh, the, my God. And that the trailers, if if you enjoyed Invincible, the Amazon series that Tomas and I really raved about yeah, earlier, yeah. Um, it has a lot of the same adult themed violent animation. But it's based um, on uh, it's based on the 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 the, um, the role playing game that's played in Critical Role. Like it's based so on their season characters. one, which is yeah. the Vox Machina arc. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it's based. It's a, it's essentially a prequel to their D and D game that was season one of, of Vox Machina. Um, but that comes out this Friday. And by the time this episode hits the podcast verse, it'll probably have already been out entirely all what 10 or 12 episodes are. Um, and so my real pick is Seinfeld. <laughs> um, it's one of those shows that I always go back to kind of like watching friends or, uh, I don't know. Every once in a while I'll go back and watch, uh, what's the one with Ted, um, Ted Mosby, what the fuck is it? Uh, How I Met Your Mother. I was just about to say um, that. And anyway, it's one of those shows. Uh, you know, the interweaving of people's lives is often portrayed in Seinfeld, and so that's why I picked it for this episode as a top shelf. It's 
an absolutely fantastic show. A little bit dated, uh, but still super hilarious. Kramer is still one of the fucking f- coolest fucking characters I've ever seen <laughs> in the show. Very much your, your uh, what's the other one? Uh, Joey from Friends. What's his last name? Joey. Joey Tribbiani. Tribbiani. There you go. He's the Joey Tribbiani of Seinfeld. Or do you? Okay. Do you what do you mean? mean he's the Kramer yeah, of Friends? Yeah, that's what's about to say. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I think. The other way around. Whatever. Yeah, that same thing. <laughs> he's the Kramer of Friends. Okay. All right. All right. And Eric, what's your opinion? I plan? don't remember if I said this last week, but I think... I'm, did I say Station Eleven? Did I tell you guys about Station Eleven? Oh, yeah, you did. Okay, okay. You did? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. Okay. Pick another <laughs> I was one, I just bro. saying I did, so I had to pick another one. I probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you talked to us about it. Okay. It had something to do with... Uh, like a, a, a pandemic yes. and it was, okay, it, was yeah, yeah. it was made he, he outside did, and did, before did. the pandemic okay, yeah, was a thing. Did, did, okay, right, so I'm not right. making shit up. Okay, I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> and I was listening to the words you were fucking saying my too. My bad. My bad. Jeez. Thank you for listening, Derek. That's wow, why. Derek, that, Derek's that, so spicy that's today. Why, that's why I love you, bro. Okay? Because you hear me. You better okay. come correct. Because you... Fuck <laughs> 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 off. Oh my God, Derek's on point tonight, bro. Derek's oh man, on point. Dude. Holy uh, shit! He's got like that. Uh, he's got like uh, what is it? He's da- spicy. He's got dad fury now because he's yeah. tired. He's grumpy. <laughs> That's what's going on. You don't know <laughs> what I'm going through. <laughs> got that dad. Fury. Jesus. What is your pick, uh, sir? Top, sorry. So my top pick, uh, my top shelf is a show that I I haven't finished the first season yet. It's only one season out. So how can you recommend it? <laughs> It hasn't even come, it's come out though. Yeah, it's come, come out. out. And I'm five episodes deep, bro. Okay, okay, that's why I got on Wonder Tell me about it. That's what why is I it? could wreck. Yeah, you're right because I mean because I like this. <laughs> that's that's why. Okay. Oh my but, god! Yeah. What is it? What um, is the show? It's it's called Yellow Jackets. Have you guys heard about this? Oh, I have. So it's, I have. I've wanted to watch it, dude. It's, it's is it, it good? It's good, bro. So it's uh. The the idea behind it, what it is, it's about a it, it's a it's a show that jumps back and forth. So it's a intercut between past and present, uh, and it's about a girls, a high school girls soccer team that uh, is going to nationals, and they have to get on a plane to fly to nationals. And when they're on the plane, it crashes in the mountains somewhere. Oh, and it's like a life. Yeah, and yes, exactly. And they're stuck there for nineteen months. So it's intercut with what's going on in the mountain to where these people, where these girls are now. And it is wild. <laughs> it's like some <laughs> Lord of the Flies shit that went down in, the, in this mountain. Uh, and it is just crazy. It's interesting. It's quirky. There's some funny stuff. There's some really deep stuff. It's a, it's a very good show. I'm only five episodes deep, too, and I really like it. Everyone's talking about Melanie Linsky. Like, yeah, she's amazing. She's so Melanie Linsky is just awesome. Period. I always liked her. She's great. Yeah. She's a great actress. She was in X. Uh, what's it called? XX. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. She was the mom. Right. She yeah. was the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, for the birthday party. Yeah, she's she's. I've always liked her. I think she's great. I th- I'm glad she's in it. Um, and it's there's also got some other some other names in it like Juliette Lewis is in it. Yes. Christina Ricci is in it. Yes. Um, and it's just uh, surprising how great you know these characters are, how interesting and weird they are, but also like how oddly terrifying it is to be like stuck. What are you laughing at, Derek? Heaven, please. What continue. is so funny? Why do you have that shitty? Dude, you totally on your killed face? the moment, bro. You did. Why? I'm just sitting here quietly. Fuck you, off, you're, okay? you're not sitting there quietly. He's got this big ass smile on really? his face. 
Like I just said something dumb, or like somebody you, brought in. I a, don't. I don't know that. Or some. <laughs> Somebody brought in an entire tray oh of Reese's peanut butter cups or something. <laughs> what, what? What is going on over there? Nothing. I'm listening to your show talk. Okay. okay? Well, I'm, I'm trying to give you a moment. Well, uh, you're just looking at me you with just, that big old. You took it away, bro. You, yeah. just, you just, you just, sh- you just snatched it from this grip. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yellow shit. Yeah. I'm just sitting here. Okay. Yellow, yellow jackets. Watch yellow it. Yellow jackets. Okay. I, I, I've been meaning to watch it. I want to. Yeah. I think they're they're like ten episodes in already, aren't they? Well, no, it's like, it, the first done. season's done. I I, I yeah. don't know if there's another season or not, but I'm guessing there is. But I've only yeah, they the just finished season. it like this last week yeah. or something. Yep. Okay, awesome. That's good. Those are those are some solid picks. So, solid, solid picks. Derek, what the hell were you smiling at? You, I want you to tell me right now on the <laughs> podcast gonna, in front dude, of all of our in front of all of our international viewers. What were you yes. laughing? Yeah, I don't know what the hell you. I wasn't even laughing. I was you just had smiling. This huge smile on your face. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking bastard, right. dude. Anyway, sorry. Right, so, so what's your pick, I, bro? Uh, so I'm I've been torn, and I don't know. I'm I've, I'm really feeling watching another. I'm really feeling like '90s movies right now. I mean, I so, feel like you feel that all the time. I do. <laughs> yeah, constant I do. state of I feeling do. like '90s movies. Yeah, like feel. I feel like watching '90s movies. But so there's there's a. I had a couple choices. And I was like down to like three movies, and the three movies were, um, you know, well, no, there was more, two, more two movies actually. It was between Killing Zoe and Dark City. Oh, Ooh. wow! Okay, I've so... seen them both, and it's been a long time, and I don't remember much of both, but I've seen both of those movies, so I'm interested in either one of them. So I'm wondering if I want to go a bit heady and more independent, go with Killing Zoe, or do I want to go more visual and go with Dark City? I mean, no. if, if you know what I know, what Derek wants, I know which one Derek wants. You know what? I know what I'm gonna do because I've always wanted. To, I've always wanted to do. This was actually. I'm gonna go with this movie because it was the first movie that I really wanted to do a podcast for, uh-huh. and it was the first one I wanted to do. And it's really. And I, I always thought it was. I've always loved the motion picture. I'm gonna go with Killing Zoe. That's not what Derek wanted. Derek wanted Dark no. City. A million percent. Did. A million percent. I know he did. I know he wanted to go to Dark City. I wanted Killing Zoe so bad. Killing Zoe is a very uncomfortable yeah. motion picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very uncomfortable in scenes. And Derek's going to be really uncomfortable with specifically one scene. I know in particular. So Can't wait. <laughs> Excited. You guys so, are yeah, talking so, to me about me like I'm not here. I mean, that's how we always <laughs> talk about you. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I don't know if we can. I stopped hearing. I stopped hearing Eric a long time ago. He just wants to watch Marvel movies all the time. So. Yeah, fuck you. Man, you, wish. You, guys, you, guys, you guys wish. You guys wish. You guys wish we could change this to Marvels on the Rock, dude. And all we do is talk about that's Marvel great, movies. That's a great side project there. Ed, yeah, Eric. you guys Let's do en- it. You guys enjoy we it. Do it. You guys we should enjoy do that. Yeah, yeah. You we just so that Eric can have magnolias on the rocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> we should do Marvels on the Rocks. That way, Eric can just shit on. No, Marvel I'm not. I'm not partaking in that. Because no. then he'd have to watch movies, Marvel movies. Yep, not doing it. <laughs> no. All right, so the next movie we're going to do is Killing Zoe. That's going to be good. I can't wait, actually. Yeah, I, good choice. I, I've done a deep I'm dive into that movie, that too. You, have you ever seen you it before, Dan? No, but um, I remember... I don't, I don't remember if... Uh, 
you, you and I were I've necessarily spoken to, I've spoken about it. friends when this movie had come out, but I remember that you approached me at one point talking about this movie and how awesome it was. And you've constantly, not constantly, but you regularly will mention how much you've enjoyed this movie. And I yeah. still have never gotten around to watching it. Well, I mean, the movie's from 93, so we, I've, you were not not, we haven't seen You weren't it. even we were born. Friends. You weren't even but, born yet, oh, Derek. But we, I, know that. I was definitely alive no, bro, in 93. No, you were like three years old. He was like three years old. No, uh, when it, he was three like, years old in when 2003. That's when, when he was three when, years old. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that like when I first started the podcast, I know I've talked about doing this episode. And I never really got a chance to do it, and I, I'm, I'm, I really want to do it because I've always thought of it as a, a strange motion picture that has a lot of different facets to it that I want to just go into when we, when we see it. So, Killing Zoe is going to be the next motion picture we're going to watch, guys. It's going to be the movie we're going to see. I can't really wait to watch it because, you know, it was cool to see do the professional, which is one of my favorite movies, and then this one is actually one of my favorite movies too, which is fantastic. Well, so, I mean, th- th- let's see. Killing up Ep- Zoe episode will probably come out in what do you think? Probably twenty twenty two. Probably twenty three. Probably twenty three. Probably, probably yeah, <laughs> I think so too. It's it's probably the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know why? Because you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so what? that's it, folks. That's why, and we're done. This yeah, is where it falls off the wheels. You know? <laughs> All right. So now that we're now that we're in the motion picture, we picked the thing. I'm gonna go ahead and pick a quote. Uh, I think it's the best quote in the movie. And oh, it's just God. because Eric's going to get offended if you're wrong. <laughs> he is. He is. I don't care because I think I love this quote and it's from Tom Cruise and it's, I will drop kick those fucking dogs <laughs> if they come near me. Yeah. That <laughs> is can, a pretty good line. Yeah. Yeah. You can always choose that. I will always pick the most random line as perfect quote because yeah. I think it's great. And the way he says it too is so funny. Phil. Yeah, he's, he like, goes, he's like, Phil, Phil, Phil. I will drop kick those <laughs> <He's> fucking dogs. <laughs> straight face. Yeah. Totally straight face. But he's like, no, Phil, Phil. I'm serious now. If those dogs come near me, I will drop. And he like slowly dogs. keeps the dogs away from him because <laughs> he believes he's like, it. He's like, no, 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 Miles, Miles, move away, Miles, Miles, move, move. Are they, are they gonna come near me? He's like, no, they're by the window. I will drop kick those fucking dogs if they come near me. He says it like five times, which is hilarious. All right, well, I appreciate everybody listening tonight, uh, especially you guys in Germany, Spain, Russia, our boys, what? our boys Brazil. and girls, our boys and girls international. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> All right, so if you guys uh, if you guys want to hear from us or want to want to talk to us, there's one guy from Nigeria, our boy from Nigeria, you you reach out to me, bro. You reach out to me, bro. Yes, let's do it, son. Let's do it. So if you need to reach out, you want to reach out to us, like we said earlier in the podcast, our Instagram, our Insta is uh, movies pod. Was it movies rock at movies rock or what was it? It's on the internet. It'll be tagged in the podcast. <laughs> it's on the interwebs. It's, I think it's at Movies Rock Podcast. We don't even know our own uh, shit. I'm not even. And our emails. We're real uh, trying. We're trying real hard, folks. Movies on the, movies on the Rocks 2020 at gmail.com. All right. So if you guys want to listen to us, we're there. Uh, send us a message. We'll reach out to you guys. And uh, all right, you everybody. Don't, you don't have to find us. We'll find you. Don't worry. We'll find you. <laughs> all right, everybody. See you in the next. On the flip side. Peace out.